3: Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Modern Day Debate. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we're going to be debating Flat Earth versus Globe Earth. And to start us off, we have Mike. Your old pal Mike is here to open us up. So, Mike, the floor is all yours.
2: All right. Um, So coming to this tonight with uh, almost no prep, but, you know, I guess uh, in 2017 is when I first stumbled on this subject matter. That's when I first came across this stuff and since that time i've watched uh basically hundreds of hours of content both on the heliocentric model as well as flat earth content um i think just with my time i just want to share one new experiment that i saw recently it's just three minutes so i'm gonna do screen share here a second
3: Yeah, go for it
2: hold this up
3: going there for a second we lost your screen share there mike oh there it is
2: is it working
1: now
3: I think so. It's black right now, but that's just the YouTube video. Yeah, if you want to go ahead. All right, here it
1: goes. Hello, everyone. I first wanted to thank Scott from Israel for sharing this information with me. I hope you find this evidence as exciting and compelling as I do. In short, this is another world record proof of the flat Earth. This evidence alone ends the globe. The world record comes from this website called... The Things Network. I'll have a link in the description. As the title states, this was a LoRa radio transmission at a whopping distance of 830 miles or 1,336 kilometers. For those who do not know, LoRa is actually becoming a very important method of communication. And it also has tremendous potential for long distance flat earth testing. Here's a quick video clip describing what LoRa is.
4: LoRa stands for long range, and it's a relatively new communication standard targeting low power, long range, low bit rate communication. So it's really finding applications in internet of things, remote sensors, anything that requires low power consumption and a moderate to low bandwidth.
1: LoRa is in the ultra high frequency UHF Radio bandwidth between 860 to 930 megahertz. It is important to note that UHF does not even allegedly bend with the curvature of the Earth. In fact, according to this website, LoRa is line of sight. According to the article, LoRa's range depends on radial line of sight. Radio waves in the 400 to 900 megahertz range may pass through some obstructions, depending on their composition, but will be absorbed or reflected otherwise. This means that the signal can potentially reach as far as the horizon, as long as there are no physical barriers to block it. In other words, LoRa communications end at the alleged globe geometric horizon. But this world record Laura communication was at a distance of 830 miles. What makes this even more remarkable is that the Wan trackers were placed on a fishing boat and a buoy. Here are the pictures. This world record communication occurred at almost sea level. Assuming an observer height of 20 feet, that gives us a globe target hidden height of 4 hundred forty eight thousand five hundred fifty feet, or 85 miles. At only 20 feet, the signal from the boat should have been blocked by the supposed Earth's bulge at around 5.5 miles. There is only one reasonable conclusion: The Earth has no curvature. The earth is flat. Thanks for watching. So that's
2: just one of just 50, 60, 70 experiments I've seen since 2017, using a whole variety of modern ways to demonstrate that the curvature that should exist on the globe model Earth can never be detected. So, yeah, that's it, I guess, so.
3: There we go. Get that preamp turned up. Thank you so much for your intro there, Mike. Uh, we're going to hand it over to Flatter Day Saint. Uh, thank you for being here. We want to remind everybody before we do that Modern Day Debate is a neutral debate platform hosting debates on science, politics, religion. We hope you feel welcome. Flatter Day Saint, the floor is all yours.
4: What up? I didn't have much time to prepare, but I don't really need to take notes or anything. I just it's all in my head what I need to say. So um. I guess I, I became a, a flat earther in 12, in 2017. Technically, everybody on Earth is a flat earther. A lot of people just don't realize it yet. But um, like all animals, trees, plants, people, they're all flat earthers because we live on a flat stationary plane. Um, just a few things to start off with. The most simple, basic one is water. Water always finds its true level no matter what shape or how big the container is. So supposedly, according to... You know, modern science, Earth is like something like 71% water. So regardless of what shape the actual land is, the water is flat all the way across. So, you know, I'm not saying that Earth is completely flat. There's hills and valleys, ups and downs, but it's a topographical plane, and water will prove that. Unless anybody can show an experiment of water bending around a a ball, let alone a, a spinning ball. But water, from what I've seen... On my time on Earth, is that it doesn't bend or or warp. It always finds its true level when un- unmanipulated. So that's one of the things right there. Um, you go into the fact that the North Star never moves, and all the stars make a perfect circle around it every night. And like um, like Mike said about, the, I was going to talk about the um, electromagnetic field, the propagation of electromagnetic fields over flat Earth. There's there's a lot of military documents that state that it's a flat Earth. Um, because of course the signals wouldn't work if it wasn't a flat earth. So it's just, um, it's pretty simple. Once the whole thing is a lot of people say like, well, how could that many people be in on it? But I mean, I don't think that's a good, that's not a good enough reason to not look into something, you know, and other people say, well, what difference does it make, whether it's round or flat at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to die. But think I, this is what I think. I think that because we were lied to and the lie is so extensive, the most important thing that they could be hiding or taking away from us is maybe people were meant to live two or three times longer than they are if they understood the way everything works on a stationary plane and the way the stars and the luminaries rotate around us. But we've been so, you know, from the time we were kids, the lie about Santa Claus, and then, they, and then they tell us Santa Claus is from the North Pole. And then when we finally learn about the globe, the North Pole is hidden with a metal cap and a pole, and a, like a metal rod through it. So when we start thinking about the North Pole, we just dismiss it with Santa Claus. So, I mean, the lie goes way back from, you know, I mean, we're, we're told that Santa Claus is real, but then we're told the lies are bad. So it's like... It's double speak nigelian dialect from the gate. You know, what I mean, we we don't have much of a chance from the gate. So, hopefully, this reaches just one person even for them to get up and actually look for themselves. All right, thank you.
3: All right, well, thank you for your opening statement, there, Flatter Day Saint. We're gonna kick it over to the Globe side. Uh, now, my understanding is that we were having a little bit of issue with a screen share there, so Doctor Tapiako Weasel is going to uh, share their screen and go through. Uh, sorry, base theories uh powerpoint here <laughs> i gotta get everybody's name put together there so uh without further ado base theory the floor is all yours
0: yeah sorry about the technical issues everyone uh, my debate partner is going to be having to share my powerpoint my name is grayson my youtube channel is based theory i do debates on all kinds of pseudoscience flat earth young earth creationism the whole works i do open mic debates too come by check it out if you want to debate with me anyways for tonight since we didn't really have that much to go off of, I didn't know what my opponents would be presenting. I just thought I would present some reasons why Flat Earth is impossible. So, as you can see on the screen, there is tons and tons of reasons to choose from. Each one of these completely debunks the Flat Earth, and I could have chosen any of them. But, for the sake of time, I decided to go with just two. So, tapioca could you go ahead and click once? Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Sunsets, because the mere existence of Sunsets is impossible on a Flat Earth. I don't know any way that you could possibly describe how a sunset happens on the flat Earth, and we're going to get into that. I chose this because it's something that everyone can see with their own eyes. You don't need some special equipment. You can look at a sunset. Everyone's seen them. Click again. The second one is a little bit more technical and scientific, but it's one of my personal favorites. I just think it's really neat. It's called antipodal focusing. Hopefully, we can get in and we can talk about what that is because I think it's criminally underrated in this discussion. Next so here's just a picture of a sunset everybody knows what they're looking at it's really pretty you can see it go down step by step there getting further more and more obstructed by the horizon the ground whatever you want to call it this is what needs to be explained go ahead and click here is a flat earth model that i've seen i know that lots of flat earthers say that we don't really have a definitive model but this is just an idea of what i've typically seen where the, the sun is small and local sitting above some part of the plane of the topographical plane earth or whatever and you can see about half of it is in daylight and half of it is at night at any given time which should not be possible given this image if you could go ahead and click once you can see here that from the sun the sunlight is hitting the part that is daylight that makes sense to me there's nothing to obstruct it from hitting that spot on the earth click again Here we have what should be happening. There's absolutely nothing to obstruct this sunlight from hitting the part of the earth that's supposed to be in night. The way that this is depicted, it's not possible that there would be a night. There is nothing to obstruct the sun's rays from hitting the part of the earth that is at night. There should be no such thing as nighttime if the earth is flat. Um, Go ahead and click it one time. Here's my question. So I'm sitting here in Dallas, Shoutouts to Modern Day Debate Con Four going on in Dallas in November. Get your tickets early. But how is it that the sun can be setting here in Dallas while at the same time the sun is right at the zenith of the sky in Fiji at noon? How can that happen in the flat Earth? Go ahead and click it one more time. So if the sun was really small and local above our heads, and it was the distance to it that was causing th- this, you know, shift in perspective. I often hear that flat Earthers say this is the su- the sunset is due to perspective. Well, we have math to describe the laws of perspective. We can calculate what the angular diameter of the sun should be based on the distance at the bottom of the triangle between Dallas and Fiji. We can calculate what the difference of diameter would be if it was directly overhead in Fiji and we can see what I should see in Dallas. But in reality, as it's shown here, there's a lot of math on this screen, but the main important thing is that there's a, there's an equation for angular diameter and the angular of diameter of the sun does not vary very much at all it stays pretty much constant all day all night like the whole year we measure the angular diameter of the sun it doesn't vary very much so this shows that it the sun cannot be small and local above our heads like in a flat earth one more time uh click Tabioga. okay so here's a few questions i have about sunset um what is why is the sun obstructed from the bottom up what causes it to have that directionality what is obstructing the sun at all? What is it that why what is blocking the sunlight? Because in the flat earth models nothing is blocking the sunlight when we can't see it at night. So it makes perfect sense in a heliocentric spherical earth model because the actual earth is blocking the sunset. But on a flat earth, the sun never goes below the plane of the earth. So if the sun is never going below the plane of the earth, how could we see it being obstructed by the horizon? It doesn't make sense. So then uh, why doesn't the angular size of the sun change? Why is the horizon crisp and clear and not blurred? If this was truly because the sun was going farther and it was because of perspective, we would see it get blurrier and blurrier and, and as it goes farther away until eventually we wouldn't be able to see it all because it's too far away, but it would be very, very blurry. And yet the sun is crisp, the horizon is crisp, they're not blurred, no blurring, no flat earth. And finally, why is it that after the sun's, not not yet, Abby, why is it that after the sun sets, you can take a drone with a camera and just increase the altitude, and then you can get the sun to be visible again after it has set for you on ground level? Why would that be possible on a flat Earth? No flat Earth model, to my knowledge, is able to answer these questions in the same way that a spheroidal Earth heliocentric model can. Okay, next, real quick, antipodal focusing. What am I talking about here? An antipode is just the complete opposite side of of the Earth as a globe. So in this picture here on the left-hand side, you can see that there's an impact crater from a meteor in red at the very top there, just north of South America. So the antipode of that is down in Australia. That's what the the right-hand side is showing, that if you were to dig a tunnel all the way through the core of the Earth, you would come out at australia if you started digging where that red impact zone is so with antipodal focusing when you have a a, a meteorite or you have an earthquake or a volcano some kind of big seismic event or anything that is outputting waves they're going to spread in 360 degrees and spread in all directions from that initial epicenter point until they get all the way around the diameter of the earth and then they start converging And they converge all the way on the antipode remember the exact opposite side so what we see is actually the strength of those signals gets stronger and stronger the closer that you get to the antipode that's what we can see here on the right hand side where the seismographic readings are getting stronger and stronger at the antipode in australia from that initial impact go next so has this ever been observed right Here is an actual observation. In 2010, there was a magnitude 5.3 earthquake in the Indian Ocean. Now, the antipode for this earthquake is right here in the center of the United States, where it was detected by every single dot on the screen there. That's a seismograph. So it was detected by all of these seismographs. We're detecting the seismic waves converge onto that antipode point. This was detected. Press next. Here is the study that detected it, Antipodal focusing of seismic waves observed with the US array. So here is their study of their actual observations showing that the seismic waves were focused at that antipode, which should only happen if the Earth is spheroidal. There's no reason why the antipode would be special in any way on a flat earth. It should just it's the opposite side on a spherical earth. So it has significance if the Earth is spheroidal. And we can actually measure that there is something significant happening there. The seismic waves are focusing and gaining strength at the closer they get to that antipode. Next, if you don't believe me, uh with this one, how about all of these? Here's a list of every major earthquake and volcano on the left-hand column from 1934 to 2017. Anything that was over an 8.6 on the Richter scale. And
2: is this, uh, six minutes.
3: He Uh, is correspondingly past six minutes, but we did say earlier that uh, uh, he had a bit more. Yeah, he's got a bit more presentation. I'm almost done.
0: uh, We'll have 12 minutes total. Don't worry. On the right hand side, you can see the corresponding seismic activity as measured at the antipode. So there is a strong relational signal between the epicenter and the antipode. We can measure the seismic activity there. And then this is my last slide. Uh, I just want to say um, on the ne- next screen that this also occurs for radio waves. So not just seismic waves, we can do the same thing with radio waves. So radio signals, like kind of what you were talking about, radio waves, as they spread out from the epicenter, you can start to find a stronger and stronger single signal the closer you get to the antipode. There is no way that that's physically going to be possible on a flat earth model. And I'll just leave it there. Here's a list of 10 studies that are all showing antipodal focusing using radio waves.
3: That's all. Uh, So yeah, that leaves you with uh, around like four minutes there, Dr. Tapioca. Weasel there. So thank you so much for your intro there, uh, Base Theory. I do want to let everybody know because of uh, our conversation prior to the debate with the screen share that we did agree to let uh, Grayson have a little bit extra time to go over his presentation. So uh, without further ado, uh, over to you, Doctor. uh, Your thoughts and your intro. Thank you for being here.
5: Hello. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. It's my first time actually doing a debate or being on MDD here. Um, I... I, I am a a real quote unquote doctor. I have a PhD in physics, um, but it's it's not a PhD in like geophysics or or geography or something like that. I think um, I think Grayson really um, made some excellent points, and I don't have a whole lot to add. I would generally say that. I th- what I've noticed in in my interactions with flat earthers is a lot of equivocation on what various terms mean. And for example, what does it mean for water to find its own level? That it, what I would say is that it 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 conforms on average to um, an equipotential or an equa effective potential surface in your given model, and you'd have to ca- uh, calculate that accordingly. But generally speaking, I think that it the the problem fundamentally is that there is a there is no model, there is no flat earth model, there is no ability for flat earthers to start from an a priori idea of what the universe looks like of where objects in the sky are, and then to explain how the light gets from those objects to observers on earth that is consistent for all observers on earth and for all observers in and for all objects in the sky this is not a problem that the globe model has the globe model is is able to predict with astonishing accuracy exactly where we are going to see things in the sky and if you don't see things in the sky where the globe model predicts it's cuz it's cloudy not cuz it's not there so uh that would that would I have I have often said, um, somewhat mockingly, and certainly informally, that as far as I can tell, all you need to do to prove that the Earth is round is have a knowledge of the night sky, a knowledge of how light moves roughly, and the ability to think in three dimensions.
3: All right. Well, not quite 12 minutes. That's A1. We're going to kick it into our open discussion, everybody. Uh, We're glad that you're here at Modern Day Debate. Just want to let you all know that we do have our link to DebateCon 4 in the description right now. So if you're going to be in the area and you can get tickets, that'd be awesome. We'd love to see you there. If you can't make it and you're not going to be in the area, you can still uh, contribute at the Indiegogo link. Uh, We appreciate anybody who puts anything in there uh, to help out and sponsor this event. Uh, But majoritively, I want to let you all know... As per usual, we will be doing a Q&A at the end of this conversation. So get your Super Chats in now so they'll be read nice and early. We're going to kick it over to the flat side to respond to what they just heard and uh, kick us into our open discussion. So thanks, everybody, for being here. And uh, over to you, Mike and Flatter Day Saints.
2: Um, I have some observable documented evidence that uh contradicts what grayson said about the sun um if i could share that real quick pull this up
3: sure thing i think that's going to be a big part of our discussion tonight here i think everybody uh brought up the sun day and night so we're going to
2: one here it's about three miles to the horizon when you're standing at sea level this camera is capable of zooming far beyond that. As we can see, the sun is setting behind the horizon. On the globe model Earth, that means that the Earth is turning away from the sun. Well, if we just watch this and someone zooms in on it, see the sun get closer, closer, it's going miles and miles out till it's clearly above the waterline. So you have to now decide whether the, curvature of the earth is not there, or if this camera has the magical ability to turn back that curvature, because the horizon line is only a few miles out. And as you can see with the powerful enough zoom lens, you can bring the sun back above the curvature. And the other observation I'd like to share that contradicts his son's statement, or goes in line with his son's statement, is uh, he said that, you know, the sun should basically shrink in size if it's moving away on a flat earth because it should if the earth is flat it should shrink in size as it moves away well here's footage where out in a desert where there's low humidity you can watch him do time lapse of the sun moving away and as you watch it you will see it shrink in size and he will mark the sun so As you see, observable reality absolutely confirms what our model says should occur. So to say that those things aren't occurring is one thing, but as we just saw, they are visually occurring within observable reality. And that's been my biggest problem with the heliocentric model is that I found contradiction after contradiction within observable reality that contradicts the heliocentric model. I understand that the model works on paper, but reality contradicts it in many, many ways, which I'm more than willing to share this evening. Um, But I did want to show that those statements are untrue uh, about the sun.
0: I'd like to make a comment and just ask a question real quick. Now, number one, I just want to say, why is it that flat earthers never use solar filters in any of their videos or pictures of the sun? Something that is absolutely necessary to get rid of glare or any optical effects in your Saturation. camera. Saturation. Yeah, is is a solar filter. That This would be unquestioning if a flat earther could show with a solar filter on their camera any of the things that Mike just laid out. But again, there's no solar filter. Curious why that wouldn't be the case. When you actually measure the angular diameter using a solar filter, or if you want special sunglasses or whatever, you can look at this yourself. Go out. I encourage everyone, don't look at the sun without sunglasses, without the special glasses. But with the glasses, you can look at the sun. You can watch the sunset yourself and tell me if you see it shrink. Because what you just saw in the video, I think everyone that's ever seen a sunset can say, yeah, that doesn't happen in real life. Well, I mean, I live, have you, have you live, ever
2: seen the sun shrink in a sunset? I, have you seen it yourself? I Yeah, I live by the beach. I grew up in Dana Point, so I watch it set over the ocean all the time my whole life. Yeah. And anyone can also simultaneously go down to the beach with a high-powered telescopic zoom lens and watch that sunset beyond when the Earth should have turned past it and zoom and bring it back into focus. And For that's how long? A lie. I've grown up by the beach my whole life. How do you explain that? Why didn't it, For, is the camera able to bring back the curve when I'm standing on the beach and it should be gone three miles out and my camera can zoom 10, 15 miles out?
5: How long, how how many minutes after the sun has set, after the last little bit that you see with your eyes has has gone below the horizon, how many minutes after that can you stand there with a telescopic lens and bring the sun back into view? I'll do you one
2: better. I got time lapse footage. I don't want you to load. do.
5: I don't want you to do me one better. I want you to answer okay. the question.
2: What do you mean? What? How long does it take for the sun to set over the horizon, and which how long can I film it for? Which part tripped you up? The, yeah. uh The question I was
5: asking was, the sun sets. So yes. you you see you see a disk. Okay, the sun looks like a disk. If if you if you have sufficient filters so that your sensing equipment, a camera or, God forbid, your eyes, which hopefully you're you're using some, some good, you know, safe um, filters for, it's going to look like a disk with a very clearly defined outer edge, and the inner portions are not going to be saturated. If the inner portions are saturated, you no longer have fidelity in your measuring apparatus. So, therefore, if you're not saturating the thing, and you're going to see a clearly outlined disk, and if you disagree with this, then... Let me know. But eventually, that disc that disc is going to go down, and you're going to see the bottom part of the disc cut off, and then the middle part is going to be like a half thing, and then the very edge. My question is this. You, you are asserting that when you go back and you zoom in with a telescopic lens, that you can bring back the sun after that little bit has gone under. And I'm s- asking you, how long? Because surely you don't think that six hours later you can do it.
2: No, I, I actually don't even have an answer for that question. But I have video footage of a boat sailing out to sea for 25 minutes using time-lapse footage. And you can measure the rate of speed that the boat is traveling and how far it's gone in its distance. And it's way beyond the geometric horizon of the globe model Earth. But it can be brought back into view with the globe mod- with a telescopic zoom lens long beyond when it should have set you can measure it it's all measurable like you said how much time it's measured moment by moment it's got a time stamp on it every single second of it it can be paused it's broken down it shows the height of the boat moment by moment every minute time-lapse footage beyond when it should have gone long beyond when the whole so- boat should have disappeared so Mike, you how said. Is that, that explained?
0: So Mike, you've said that you've done this yourself, right? You, you said that you've gone out there with a telescopic lens on the beach and you've seen the sun. Surely it wasn't just the video that you just showed us now, because that wasn't you. But if you have this, get a solar filter, illustrate what you're saying, and see how long you can actually do that for to to be able to answer tapioca Weasel's question. And I think if you did that, maybe you wouldn't
2: be a flat earther anymore. I don't see how that changes the fact that experiments show that the necessary curvature doesn't exist. By using come. a solar, that's assuming a height. What height are you assuming the sun is at? Okay. What so diameter if, are you assuming the sun is at?
0: You can measure the angular diameter yourself using a solar filter and equipment. But here, here's the thing is that you were claiming that it's beyond the geometric horizon right but we don't see the geometric horizon we see the visible horizon right so you didn't in, in your little experiment where you're showing the boat come back in you, you you didn't measure the lapse rate you didn't measure any of the surrounding effects that would be able to affect the visible yes. horizon you need to account for your variables if you're absolutely. going
2: to absolutely okay I and- have I have the greatest series of laser experiments ever conducted over a 2 year period of time where they account for Humidity, so they can take into account the expected level of refraction. Okay. I've watched it all. They they do a wonderful job. And you're asking what I've personally done. I can share with you something that debunks the heliocentric model that I've personally documented seven or eight times that I have footage of that I can share and I can prove to you that it's out of place according to your model if you want to see it. Sure. Okay.
3: Well, before well, you, before you go water, ahead and do yeah, that, let's um, let someone
2: else. I don't want to dominate the time. Let's I know. I, I was gonna yeah.
0: say while you're bringing that up, I did have some points on um, what Flatter Day Saints was talking about. With uh, one that the ground, star, the, the North Star does move around a little bit. Okay? Yeah, so it's like a little bit of a circle. Everybody knows that. Yes. Uh, water finding its level, like level is like just defined by being perpendicular to like the the effects of gravity so that obviously the, the the direction of gravity changes around the globe so like level is going to change as like the downward acceleration of gravity changes direction so obviously and and the, last point, the last point i was going to say which is with ground wave propagation since both of you kind of brought that up with radio waves i just want to say like we, we know how ground wave propagation works and you can do this yourself over a hill like According to you, you think that it can't hug the surface of the earth, but just on the go, ahead and send, go ahead and sound, send them over a hill. And you'll see that you can get those radio signals down in the valley on the other side of the hill because it hugs the surface of the valley all the way up and all the way down. Well, because
3: I'm just going to jump in here. Let's let uh... on the
2: frequency. Not all, not all RF waves are the same. They have different levels. Lower frequencies can do what you're describing. Higher frequencies are line of sight. The example I used there was 85 miles missing. 85. 85 miles of drop that should have been there, line of sight that wasn't there. It's just undeniable. And in, in the 10
0: references that I showed, was with radio waves, including those of medium frequencies, going all the way around the whole world to the antipode right. and getting Let's stronger let, at the antipode. We
3: need to let Flatter Day Saint respond because you are uh, addressing his points there. So, uh, first about the water level there, over to you, Flatter Day Saints.
4: Um, so you you invoked gravity when you when you mentioned the water levels. Yep. How do you measure? How do you measure your gravity?
0: There's a number of different experiments that you can do. Cavendish Same was one. The first to measure it really well. He he measured gravity.
4: Yeah, he yeah. hung balls in his shed and looked through a hole. So I can debunk gravity, bro, with a magnet. I could stick a magnet to the fridge and it could sit, <laughs> sit there indefinitely. And no, I can that, that how do you in your mind,
0: how do you think that that debunks gravity? Because there's another force that's stronger than gravity that somehow means gravity's not real.
4: yeah, it's it's way stronger than this supposed gravity, but gravity can't be measured. There's no way you can there measure gravity. What would you need to measure it?
0: Are you, you familiar with the Cavendish it. experiment that measured the gravitational acceleration? so what what type of gravity are you talking about?
5: We're talking when about the, the fact that between two different test masses you are going to have a force that is attractive between the two on earth this manifests as things tend to accelerate downward because that's where all the mass is there's a big ball of mass called earth and that causes a gravitational field and it pulls things down and we can measure that very precisely, you can measure it at the bottom. You can measure that at one level and then you can perform the same measurement 10 meters higher and you get a different value because you're further away from Earth.
4: So you're saying you can measure that
0: on a small scale or on a large scale, right? You can measure that on a large scale. For example, you brought uh, up the, uh, on okay. any scale.
5: scale.
4: You brought up
0: the uh, military. What, military really how, how,
4: how small do you want? How small do you want? Well, I just want you to show me an experiment where water can stick to a ball.
5: Okay, that's not what you asked. What you asked is to show you gravity on a small scale, and I'm going to yeah. interpret that as gravity changing in its oh. magnitude over a small scale. Now, invoke, my, hold gravity on. Gravity, you, are you going to let me finish? Okay. We'll wrap it up. So so there are experiments where the, the clock rate of a layer of atoms in a ultra cold gas of atoms that is trapped inside an optical lattice where the top layer of atoms and the bottom layer of atoms are 100 microns across like difference the top layer is only 100 microns higher than the bottom a micron is a millionth of a meter it's 100 microns is a micron? about. hold on i'm not done it's about the width of a human hair and the the redshift the gravitational redshift between those two layers of atoms, which is a phenomenon that shouldn't even exist on a flat earth, matches the predictions. You can tell that clocks tick slower if you raise them up by the amount of a human hair. We can and
0: did measure that. My advisor in grad that. school did it. Let me yeah, get the just sachet sachet so sachet y'all
5: know
3: All right, let's let Father Dave respond I, I just
0: want to clarify, just so y'all know, this is what Tapioca Weasel does for a living. So
4: he's got firsthand experience here.
3: All right, let's let oh, yeah, I'm glad you're white respond. knighting
4: for him, bro. Um, let me get the citation for that. The name of the experiment, okay. the citation. Let me, I'll look it up for you.
0: And while he's doing that, I just wanted to say, as long as we brought up the military, they've literally made maps that submarines can follow based on the strength of gravity. So when you're out in, in a submarine in the middle of the ocean, you can just map the strength of the force of gravity. And because it's different based on like, if you have a straight line to the center of the earth, depending on the amount of matter that's in between. So like the strength of gravity will be different if there's an undersea ocean there because there's gonna be more mass rot directly beneath you. So what? you can actually make a map based only on measurements of gravity that is accurate for the navigation of Navy submarines. So Like what the United tool, Nations map that
4: they have for their tool,
2: No, hold on real quick. What tool do they use in the submarine that measures the gravity? An accelerometer. Accelerometers do not measure gravity, dude. They measure acceleration. Yes, they do. And gravity is the downward acceleration. Gravity
0: Gravity is the downward acceleration.
2: So you're saying the way the submarine is measuring gravity is with an accelerometer, but accelerometers do not measure gravity. Anyone can look that up. That's not a true statement. So I'm asking you, you're saying submarines, you make maps measuring gravity. I'm curious the tool they make the map with that measures Um, the gravity. um, There
5: are two main ways.
2: Yeah. There,
5: There are two main ways that the acceleration due to gravity is measured. The, um, no. a, a very, a very easy, straightforward way is to drop a corner cube in a vacuum. You drop a corner cube, you make sure, and you have to do systematic analysis. For example, it's possible, for example, that the corner cube that you're dropping has a slight electric charge and therefore there will be a a force on it. So for yeah. example, you do the, hold on, you do the entire thing inside a metal container and according to Gauss's law, which if you can show me an example where that isn't valid, then you'll win the Nobel prize. There's going to be no electric field inside that container. Therefore, the only thing that's, going on this thing is gravity and the very, very, very small and extremely precisely quantifiable upward force of the laser that you are bouncing off of the corner cube in order to measure the speed. So what happens is you have a corner cube and You send a laser up and it comes back down and it interferes with itself and it counts fringes. As it moves down, the interference thing changes and you can count exactly how many wavelengths this thing has moved. This gives you an exceptionally precise measurement of the exact position versus time as the corner cube falls. That's one way. That's one way. The other way,
2: that had nothing
5: and, to and the way that I prefer questions. is to use.
2: Okay, but let's I sort of just respond me. to that first part. I, I let you just give a whole explanation that had nothing to do with my question. My question is, what is the name and model number? Like for instance, I have an experiment where a guy drove around Lake Erie, a two hundred mile drive. He used the MPU sixty fifty digital accelerometer and gyroscope to measure for pitch. Two hundred. <laughs> miles, his digital accelerometer and gyroscope did not pick up the curvature of the Earth. That's the device he used. You're saying submarines measure gravity and you're explaining how calculations work in a different experiment that does not have to do, I'm asking what the device is.
0: So there are commercially available gravimeters that can measure the strength of gravity depending on your location. So you you can go and buy a gravimeter yourself. And right. they have I
2: gravimeters. I just wondering yeah. what the submarine uses. I don't so buy the off submarine the uses I, a gravim. The submarine bro. makes a map using a gravimeter. Bro, I don't. I don't
5: do these things with off the part, off the shelf parts. Okay, I'm a physicist. I actually do the physics. Okay. Yeah, the math.
2: I get it. Well, okay. If you I think know the math, math works fake- in that model. I know it works. I'm not arguing with your math. What I'm arguing is that observable reality I, contradicts. What the I'm mind. saying is, is, okay, can you explain
5: why an object at the bottom of the chamber will fall faster than an object at the top of the chamber when you have controlled for every other thing that we can possibly measure? What change? I'm not, I'm not sure that I, I, you're referencing. I'm saying that if you drop an object from a high thing and you measure how fast it accelerates in its first 10 centimeters, and then you drop it from a meter lower and it will accelerate at a different rate it'll accelerate faster because yeah. it's closer to the force of gravity this is not a controversial it's closer to gone. the
2: electromagnetic field of the earth i the already said the we I, hold no no
5: no did you forget the part where i embedded okay. this entire thing inside a metal chamber and according to gauss's law which Again, if you can show an example where that is not true, then you win a Nobel Prize. There is no electric field. There is no electric field inside a conducting chamber. So there
2: so that, space time so space time is making that happen space time is bending around it you're because changing all topics. these objects are spinning that. and that's the only that. explanation there's you're no changing, other explanation you're changing the subject
0: he just no, asked you to is, explain it in your model we haven't yeah. caught up space time we're, we're not we're
5: gravity
2: not, is space time that's yeah, the but definition we're, not ask, we're asking you to explain uh, what he just said the definition I don't, I can admit that I don't have an explanation. What you're saying is the only way this can happen is if the earth is a big spheroid hurling through an expanding vacuum. And what I'm saying is I have a bunch of examples that prove that nonsense. You don't. The more that uh, the more that technology one. advances, the more people are coming to terms with that.
0: Uh, well, okay, so let's see one then. You say you have all this evidence for it.
6: You want to see
2: one that I did personally? I get,
0: By the way, I provided the
5: reference you asked for earlier. I provided the reference about the differential uh, gravitational force and the gravitational effect between the top and the bottom of an ultra cold atomic sample. I put it in the Zoom chat. I have another different um, reference here. Uh, absolute airborne radiometry with a cold atom sensor, which uses the other method that I was going to talk about in order to measure the gravitational acceleration, which is to use an atom interferometer. And this is my preferred one because it uses quantum mechanics and quantum mechanics is super cool. They flew a plane over Iceland. And when the plane was over the mountain, gravity was stronger by which i mean the thing accelerated downward more quickly than when they weren't over the mountain and when they were flying east they the thing accelerated downward less quickly than when they were flying west this is the edovas effect and it is a direct demonstration of the rotation of the earth so you have gravity demonstrated and you have the rotation of the earth demonstrated very beautifully in this experiment. The title of the paper again is absolute graviometry, absolute airborne gravimetry with a cold
4: atom sensor by Bedell et al.
3: Let's get flattered you're saying there
4: You're saying at certain certain places the plane got pulled down stronger than it did in other places. Yes. Yeah. Okay, There's, so did the pilot did, did the pilot have to adjust for that?
0: It was a part in how, what was the? Part? It's very very small effect.
4: Like so, the it's, so effect, small, it's so small only the sensor would pick it up, but it's not noticeable to people. So it's theoretical. It's no that that's How not that theoretical. You're equivocating. Just because it's
0: not noticeable to people does not make something theoretical. They measured it. It's not theoretical. It yeah. is empirically observed. Just the fact is that the turbulence just from the plane moving in the air is going to be a greater, more noticeable thing to the pilot than this effect. Also the
5: the oh. pilot the pilots the. the what the pilot has the ability to detect is determined by their inner ear. Their inner ear is a lot less sensitive than a state of the art physics experiment designed to measure this stuff. This should not be a surprise.
4: So you're saying that it's something that we can't see, taste, touch, feel, or hear. But I'm going to take your word for it because the numbers match up, and it, the machine said so.
0: Day Saints. Can I ask you a quick Sounds question? Good. Do you do you think atoms are real and physical? Because you can't
4: see, hear, Show touch, taste an atom. Show me a picture of one, not a cartoon.
2: But you don't believe in atoms. I'll, I'll honestly admit that I, I'm i not saying I don't believe in atoms, but I do feel like everyone's re-examining all areas of science right now, including, like, stuff that's called quantum physics. That's science. We should always be re-reviewed. You yeah, shouldn't laugh at that. That's how we learn. Yeah, but I'm nobody believe in atoms. I believe physicist. in atoms. I All believe right. in Adam and Eve.
3: Let's God. let's let Mike wrap up his thought there and then we'll kick it back over to you, Flatter Day, Grayson. Well no,
2: Dr. let them let them talk because if you guys wanna see what I've personally documented, I can go into that. Yep. So let everyone uh, have I'm just
0: time. gonna let the atomic physicist handle this one. <laughs> Yeah, so
5: there are a lot of different ways that you can view atoms. It depends on what you mean and what you require as viewing an atom. Do you need to view a single atom? Do you need to be able to resolve a single atom as apart from a different single atom? If that's the truth, then I'm gonna have to refer you to quantum gas microscope experiments, which have come out since the, I think like mid 2000s. Marcus Greiner's lab is an excellent example of this. And they, again, they store single atoms in an optical lattice that are separated by about 500 microns now inside an actual physical solid your atoms are going the inner particle spacing between atoms for example in like graphene or something is going to be much 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 smaller than that and you're not going to be able to resolve it just by by the nature of of how photons work you're not going to be able to resolve it with photons because photons are way 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 bigger than these atoms so instead you would have to use something such as an atomic force microscope or a scanning electron microscope these are all different ways in which we can Visualize, measure precisely where the positions of single atoms are, and then you can rearrange them, and you can make little patterns out of them. And that—that's like what everybody does. Whenever they make a quantum gas microscope, your first publication always has like the—you uh, always like put in like the um, uh, the logo of like your university or something because it's like a fancy, cool thing. And you're like, hey, I get to—I—I I can drag individual atoms around. It's really neat. So we can Have see single that? atoms. Have I, have I visualized single individual atoms?
4: You you said we, you invoked we, so I was just wondering if you've done it, because I haven't.
5: In my personal lab,
4: no. But
5: in the lab next door, yes. Cool,
4: cool. So, yes, I... I could be a vegetarian and my neighbors could be steak eaters, right? But that doesn't mean, make me a steak eater. And that doesn't even mean that steak's real just because of it, they've told me about it. If you're okay. I. Oh, so, wait.
0: Fair in enough. Order you, <laughs> in order for you to accept that atoms are real, are, are you thinking that you have to be able to see them with your own eyes? Yeah.
5: Okay. Well, um, that's fine.
0: I, I don't have anything to respond to that with. So. Yeah, well, we have, we, actual move on physics. <laughs> we have actual physics to explain why you will never be able to see an atom with your eye because the wavelength of visible light is so much larger than the size of an atom. No matter how sensitive your eyes are to visible light. I, you so won't I,
5: see.
0: I will actually push back on that very slightly. You
5: were correct. You were, you were correct in the idea that you're trying to put, uh, put across. But if you have a single atom trapped in an optical tweezer and there are ways that you can know that there's exactly one, okay? If there are more than one atom, the interactions between them are gonna change the energy levels and you're not going to have your light that you're using to scatter off of be resonant with the atom. So you can know know that you have exactly one atom inside an optical tweezer. An optical tweezer is just a focused laser beam that acts as a trap for, in this case, a single atom. Now, the human eye is incredibly, incredibly sensitive to certain wavelengths, like green. If you have that atom and it is able to fluoresce at a wavelength of 532 nanometers, for example, the human eye needs three, three photons to reliably be like, oh, hey, yeah, I see a bit of light there. Now, if you're shining you a laser three twice, on it, I'm... would,
3: I would, okay, I would, I'm, I'm I would definitely ask uh, just to wrap it up there just so we can kick it back to Flatter Day Saints. I think uh, we're maybe... We can you can, you you can, you can, you can trap
5: an atom and you can scatter enough photons by shining a laser at it such <laughs> that your eye would see the light from
0: exactly one atom. Exactly one. I think we're a little too high level when our interlocutors don't even accept atoms are real. <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't say they're not real all i'm saying is that i i'm looking also at a lot of different sides of stuff so they very well could be i'm just saying some of that i do is feel is coming into question a little bit but again i'm not like that's not my area of expertise i'm more looking at the, the heliocentric model side of things more than okay well you've been saying that you're gonna bring like Everything oh, yeah, the yeah, Eurocentric egocentric
0: yeah. model cannot exist or something, so I've been curious about that if yeah. you got it.
2: Yeah, that's fine. We could do that now. Um, let me screen share here. Sure thing. Here you, you go. Guys, and can you guys see that okay? Yep. yep.
3: We can all see that, yep.
2: All right. So can we all agree on this definition that a full moon only occurs when it's 100 degrees opposite the sun?
5: 180 and no I don't agree with that.
2: So that's what it says right here when you google it it says the moon is exactly 100 it says how let me read the definition then that that astronomers accept. A full moon is opposite the sun in its orbit around the earth. Its sunlit side is entirely visible from earth. The moon appears full to the eye for 2 to 3 nights. However, astronomers regard the moon as full at a precisely defined instant when the moon is exactly 180 degrees opposite opposite the sun in ecliptic longitude. So you do not agree with that definition?
5: So what I disagree with is the idea that full necessarily means what the astronomers are, are defining as full as opposed to what we typically define as full something can be if, if the moon looks 99 full if it's a gibbous with just yeah. one percent of of a thing yeah, you're not going to notice that a and a it's going it. it's not going to it's not going to be so it's going to still appear full even though if you had a more reliable more precise measuring apparatus like a telescope and you were an astronomer then you might not categorize it as full
2: Okay, so I'm going to go forward instead and just read standard definitions because I think that's going to be a lot easier. So the way oh. astronomers define a full moon is when it's 180 degrees opposite the sun. That's when it's at 100% illumination by definition. The definition for when a lunar eclipse occurs is only at the full moon phase. So when it's at 100% yeah illumination these are just standard heliocentric definitions there is absolutely zero controversial here okay so now i'm going to share what i've documented personally on many many occasions i'm going to pull it up a second here because we're asking about personal experiments and such that we've done so let me pull this up real quick here sorry it takes me a minute yeah, Polaris. Can so. you guys see the screen up okay?
3: there? Yep. Okay, ready to go? Yeah, I would call that
2: full, for the record. All right.
6: It is December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. I am in uh, Temecula, California. As you can see, the moon is at a uh, ninety-seven point six percent illumination. I'd like to show you. Uh, Right up there is the moon. You can see it. Uh, can well we pause the, it? Uh, mountain ranges there. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Found it. I found it. And directly behind me is the sun above those trees and buildings right there. So, according to the heliocentric model, that <laughs> moon should be about a 100 actually over 175 degrees around the globe model earth now my puny little body cannot see beyond the curvature of the alleged globe model earth and that thing is supposed to be on the unlit side of the earth 175 degrees away from that guy and yet there'll still be people who'll say dumb things like refraction I'm sorry, but look how high that is above the mountain ranges moisture in the air did not bring that moon from the unlit side of the globe model earth directly in my line of sight simultaneously from Temecula, California with the sun. It's just not possible. Um,
2: So that's all I got to show on that. And there's another one. Um, it's called a can, Can we, can we address that one first? Yeah. No, let's yeah.
3: talk about that for a few minutes. And I just want to remind everybody, I mean, we got 16 minutes. Uh, well, just a little bit over 16 minutes of open discussion left. If it goes a little bit over, that's fine. By myself, you all know that. But I just want to remind everybody, uh, I see that there's about 400 audio kicking around in the live chat there, almost 500 now. Hit the like button if you haven't already. We really appreciate it at Modern Day Debate. Share it out in those spaces where you like to have these debates. uh, And let's keep it rolling. So uh, let's respond to what we just saw there, gents.
5: So um, you know what I didn't see? I didn't see a measurement of any sort other than, hey, look over there and then look over there, which, you know, is better than nothing, I suppose, of what the actual angle was. Because yeah. that looked like 175 degrees to me. How, how wide is the moon,
2: angularly? I don't know if you've ever played pool, but 180 degrees is when three pool balls are lined up in a row. Five degrees over is a minor movement. You're you're saying that yeah, yeah. is 175 degrees around the Earth from the sun?
5: I'm saying that it looks consistent with that to me, yeah. The okay. moon is... I don't, is
0: how, I don't how, know how to respond how, to that. What, what, what Well, I know. I just have a question. Why wouldn't you expect the moon to be in that position? I don't get why you don't think it should it, be. It's that.
2: not where I expect it to be. It's what the heliocentric yeah. model yeah. depends. That's what I'm asking. Demands. Why do you yeah. think that
0: the heliocentric model would tell you that that observation can't because happen? Why do you the, think
2: that? Because the phases of the moon work like the hands on a clock. A first quarter moon is like three o'clock. A third quarter moon is like nine o'clock. A full moon is like six o'clock. A new moon is like 12 o'clock. It's like kindergarten going back and learning the phases of the moon. That's how it works. The
0: difference is that a clock and a pool table are two-dimensional. When you're talking about 180 degrees, you're talking about two-dimensional things. This is a three-dimensional system, right? You you can't just make an analog for a 2D. But but the point is, is that... We can predict when lunar eclipses are going to happen, right? You would accept that we have mathematical models based on, like, the the way that the planets and the moon and the Earth all move in the solar system. We have models that are capable of predicting to the exact, down to the minute, when lunar eclipses will occur. So it's based on the solar cycle.
2: There's an astronomical clock in Prague that still documents those type of events. They've been documenting. Lunar eclipses yeah, for thousands and, of years. The minds have done it. The Chinese have done it. Long they all before think the Earth they had round. modern heliocentrism. So how yeah. did they do it if they didn't have the globe model Earth? How they did! did. They, they did if have, they have the globe it. model of Earth. The Chinese you... believed that the right. Earth was a spheroid, 24,901 miles in circumference, flying through a vacuum around the sun. Show me proof of that. That's not. I didn't true. say that.
1: I didn't say but that. They, you pr- they
2: whole... predicted lunar eclipses. So did right. the. In- every culture know why you know how lunar eclipses work they're very familiar they're cyclical you don't need a big spinning ball for them to operate they're cyclical
0: okay so you're saying that you had predicted that okay you think that the heliocentric model would predict that that observation that you just showed is impossible but i don't see where you've justified that i don't think that your understanding of what the heliocentric model would
2: predict in that situation is accurate no you're demonstrating that you okay tell me this then if we're debating the moon and the heliocentric model we're without not. we're debating like, the flat earth okay the flat earth that's all tied into it we just talked about atoms and quantum physics okay like uh Tell me this without Googling it. This is a simple question. What degree of tilt does the moon have above the Earth's ecliptic plane?
0: I don't know off the top of my head.
2: I That's think just it's a... about oh I think it's about five degrees.
1: Above the he Earth's got it. ecliptic plane?
6: Yes, you
2: yes. got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. See? See? But that's what i'm saying you're you're saying that why would i predict the model does that but you don't even know like a basic parameter of the motion within that model that's the same it, it honestly seems like a non
0: sequitur like if also, I, don't, I did know like for the record i don't know a, if, better
2: if, if, one? if
6: you're,
0: if you you're gonna a better
5: if, one? hold on if you're gonna call out your interlocutors for not knowing an irrelevant fact you should make sure that neither of them know the irrelevant fact
2: no, I gave, I gave you credit. I thought that was awesome. I, I know, not, but I'm not, I'm you... not trying to attack anybody. All I'm pointing out is that I have deeply studied this as well. There's no reason to laugh as though my knowledge is inferior to your knowledge. I've also studied this greatly in depth. I didn't just decide one day, Oh, the Earth's flat. So I can, uh, Be different. I don't give a shit about that, dude. Like it's I believe it because of all the experimentation. I'll show you a greater one from observable reality than than that one if you want. I'll show you a better one.
5: I think that's 175 degrees. I I do, I do, and I have I I can make my argument quantitatively. Yeah. How 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 wide how how large is the angular size of the full moon, roughly?
2: You agree that to be
5: looking How straight... large is the angular size of the full moon? I don't know that. It's about half a degree. Okay? okay so so... Seven, so 175 degrees is going to be 10 moon diameters away. I may have said radii before. Um, I meant diameter. It's going to be 10 moon diameters away from a perfect 180. Now, in the image that you showed, that looked like if you tiled the moon 10 times and brought it down by factor of of 10 um, moon sizes, that it would pretty much be right on the horizon. So yeah, it looked like 175 degrees.
2: Yeah, no, you're not understanding. It's supposed to be 175 degrees around the earth from the sun. They're both above the horizon. The horizon maximum can be 90 degrees. You understand that, right? If I'm standing on the surface of a ball, the horizon can be max 90 degrees. That moon should be below my feet. In an angular sense, it's supposed to be 175 degrees around the earth from the sun. So then if that's the case, then how do you see that exact same illumination in the middle of the night, not next to the sun? If you can see them right next to the sun right there at one minute when it's 175 degrees away at that percentage of illumination, why have I also seen it in other positions in the nighttime sky, because in all the, different positions?
0: Because the earth is not obstructing the sunshine from hitting the moon in that scenario. Yeah. I mean, you you should be aware of that. I mean, what what it, when you're saying, why can I see the, the full moon when it's nighttime outside? Why do you think that anything would be obstructing the sun from lighting up the moon when it's nighttime. There's no earth
2: that would be obstructing that view. Because it should be 175 degrees away from me underneath my feet. I'm not understanding how you... Like, okay, so why doesn't the, thing- the sun sometimes pop up in the nighttime sky? If the moon is, so when I've seen the full moon up during the day. Okay, it's wait, hold to on, be- hold on. Before Let's you go let, to- let yeah, Mike yeah. wrap up his point there. Yeah, let, let me say this. 15 seconds. If the full moon, if I can see the full moon, right, up in the sky with the sun when it's supposed to be 180 degrees around the earth in the nighttime sky. Why does that never happen with the sun when it's supposed to be on the opposite side of the earth? Why does it never, due to refraction or whatever excuse, why does it never show up when it's in the the nighttime sky when it should be set? How come only the moon
3: is... we We have to let Grayson respond to that there. So over to you, Grayson.
2: Yeah, it's because
0: it's being obstructed by the earth. But like we're saying what you observed in that video was 175 degrees. Look, if you look, this is 180 degrees right here. This is 90 degrees. You're saying the middle of your, you you literally looked at it at 175 degrees. I can't can't do it. That is what you observed. The (laughs) sun was over here. The moon was over here, 175
2: degrees separated. This is what it looks like, right? I'd be standing on the lit portion of the, the earth. The moon should be opposite of it. Yeah. How can I be looking up, upward angle at both celestial an upward angle from the surface of the earth and you think that's anywhere near 180 degrees? How? In your video, right? Just, yes.
0: if, if, when you're, st- wait, hold on. When you're standing and you look at something on the horizon and you turn 180 degrees, and you look the other way, exactly
2: like you did. I'm in not that saying video. turn around and see it. The objects need the Earth between them. The Earth is the middle point, not my eyes. The observer is not the central point. The center of the Earth is the central point. That's what you're misunderstanding. You're using me as the observer, and you're yes, see his drawing. Here. Can That's you maximize? Not can you maximize tapioca
0: screen? So we got the so we got the sun
6: yes that's uh, it, my i don't know if point. i'm You're I, not I don't know understanding
0: i so, uh, bro it, well it, maybe people can see it the way it is we got
5: the sun okay which is spelled totally wrong um and then over here we got the moon and then we've got we got the, the dude here he's chilling on earth right oh. and none of this none of this is to scale this distance is not going to be the same as this this distance, even remotely. But my point is that you saw the the moon
2: way over there.
5: It, it, this is a hundred and seventy to five degree angle, which, which, which as the
2: observer this... as the middle point, correct? Yes,
5: that was yes. Who... So that's the not the model. observer the guy
2: with the camera. The, the model says was... the model says this. This is exactly what the model says, bro. This is what hundred and eighty <laughs> degrees through the Earth would look like. That's what it should be. You see this darkened side of the earth? That would be the nighttime Christ. side of the earth. The moon at 180 degrees would not oh be opposite. God. You're using the observer it as the absolutely. reference. Yes, bro. That's the observer is the guy who's making the observation so if i'm this observer at the top of the ball you think i'm looking at a downward angle at the moon in that in that video no I you think think you're I'm looking- angling my look at the man standing on the earth in the picture you're trying to convince me that that my camera was pointed downward at the moon in the dark side of the sky well then where are the southern stars why aren't those there too why can i only see the moon where this? If I can see that far around the Earth, where are the southern stars too? It shouldn't just be the moon. The it, sun is out, it's dude. It's nonsensical that this <laughs> the sun is out. Sense, you wouldn't but... see the
5: southern stars. You'd see the stars for whatever's appropriate for you to see. Okay, if but, it, like you can, you can have. You can totally be standing at the North Pole, for example, you're never gonna see any southern stars, but you can totally still see at the right time of year the moon the sun right near the horizon and the moon also right near the horizon. That's 175, it's 180 degrees. Your diagram is even more out of scale than my diagram is. That's why it doesn't make any sense.
1: Okay. Well
5: that's true. Yeah, sorry.
4: So I have a question is, uh, so you're saying that that was 180 degrees, right? And I'm not going to argue with you over that, right? But is it 180 degrees when there's a full moon and the sun passes in front of it or the moon passes in front of the sun for an eclipse? Is that at a 180-degree angle too? No,
5: That's a zero-degree angle. Moon, the, maybe. Uh, uh, a solar eclipse happens with a new moon, not a full moon. Did
4: you mean lunar? so, so there's never there's there's never a full moon where, where it's eclipsed?
2: A uh, lunar eclipse. Okay. So uh, the, is that the, clo- 180 the, the closest
5: angle? the closest you get to a precise precise full moon would be in a lunar eclipse. Yes.
4: Okay. So during a lunar eclipse, is that hundred and eighty degree angle between the sun and the moon?
5: Well, since both of these things are of finite size, you're going to have error bars on these. Th- also, measurement capability. That's actually the reason for the error bars. The finite size is. I mean, I suppose if you, you chose the, the center point of each one, it's going to be, yeah, it's it's going to go through 180 degrees if it's a perfect, full-on, absolutely aligned lunar eclipse. Close enough okay. to 180 degrees. Yeah, I, qu- I
4: have another question real quick. So you were talking about if you dug a hole through the Earth, you'd end up in Australia. That's what you said. Um, so I'm just wondering at what point, when you're digging that hole, at what point would you reverse so the blood would no longer be rushing to your head or raindrops wouldn't be going opposite through the earth up going the opposite okay. angle of raindrops <laughs> okay. on the, the side you started digging
0: on okay it was an imaginary hole to make the point about what an antipode is if you were actually going to do that you would die way before you ever got anywhere close to the core of the earth but the core of the earth is at what point up like down would be up and it would flip at the center of the earth we going the other way because so the blood would no longer you would be never to, to be clear you would never get there because it would be too hot and too high pressure when would wh- blood rush in your head when wh- what are you asking
5: when you're about? upside down
4: blood rushes to your head you know
5: okay yeah. yes I follow so, I, it, w- when you're upside down blood rushes to your head yeah okay. so if you yeah, don't, unless, don't you're falling, unless you're falling unless you're falling unless you're falling then it doesn't because you're bad. all of you is falling at the same rate
4: So if you're following from North America all the way down to Australia through the Earth, right? When would gravity kick in once you hit Australia? So you'd go like that. How far up would you? How far up would you fall down to Australia if you if you came through right there?
0: This cannot be a serious question, but I mean you haven't mentioned. I'm just going off of
4: what you said. Again, I'm just elaborating. I,
0: I clarified what I was talking about was just to illustrate what an antipode is. I'm not saying anybody has dug a hole through the core of the Earth. I mean, I'm not saying they haven't.
4: Yeah, they they have have not.
0: Correct. I just said it's too hot and too high pressure. We we don't have technology to do that or make
4: that viable. So it's a theoretical story, right? No.
0: Antipodes are real. I'm just saying an antipode is just the opposite point on Earth, as if if you were to dig an imaginary line all the way through, you would come out at the antipode. I'm just illustrating what
4: an antipode is. How about something you could experience? Like if a plane took off from america at what point would the plane flip upside down before it got to australia that is
0: nonsensical that had never happened that that is not a part of the globe or the thank you. Model. no you model thanks
4: welcome to flat earth bro no You're welcome to flat earth no. you just prove my point. The, thank you
0: no the globe right. model okay. does not okay. say that that you are misunderstanding what the globe model would even predict for that In in that scenario, we have to predict. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't you you have to predict anything? Hold on. There's flights every day that go there. Hold on for a second. I brought up actual measured empirical evidence showing that the antipode does have measured significance with antipodal focusing. That shows that the antipode is not just some arbitrary point on the flat Earth. It has actual measurable, verifiable significance.
4: Well, I'm asking you measurable things. I'm asking you, at what point does the plane flip upside down? When you it go to never Australia flips career? upside
0: down. Nobody
4: thinks that. Thank That's you. not a prediction of Welcome the... Welcome flat no earth. earth. Thank you. No, that... that so no. the plane never flips upside down, that means it doesn't go to a, the bottom of a sphere. It never flips no. upside down. No. no. You know what does flip? You. you know what you does flip? You made my point. Thank you.
5: You know what does flip? The direction of, of what down means. That does mm. flip. Does it? So it... Yeah, because it's a sphere. At what point does it exactly? It flips continuously. It it, it, it continuously changes because down is always pointed towards the center of mass of the Earth. Well, actually, down is always pointed towards the center of...
0: It's close down enough
5: to is, say the center yeah. of mass. It's close enough to <laughs> okay, say you're oh, right. I I I shouldn't. I I do this all the time. I do this all the time. I want to be like exact and, and precise, and then I make things more complicated than they need to be.
0: Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough. It's the center of Earth. That's the direction that down is. So if you're asking me, I, maybe I misunderstood your question about the plane flipping. You're talking about at what point is the plane upside down relative to where it started? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So oh, from its, as as that continues, continues is up, Australia. As the plane travels, it's going to be going like the direction of down is always going to be perpendicular. Yep, closely, uh, close enough perpendicular to where the plane is moving. So as it goes, and perpendicular is the opposite of horizontal, right? No, vertical is the opposite of horizontal. Perpendicular, not horizontal. Perp- of horizontal? Vertical, no, perpendicular is not the opposite of horizontal. Vertical is perpendicular. Yeah, vertical is perpendicular to horizontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah
4: that's it, the opposite. They're intersecting.
0: Yes, that's how you design.
4: Yeah. Is this perpendicular ever bend or is it usually a straight line?
0: It's a straight line to the center, which obviously, as you travel on the Earth's surface, that straight line points in different directions. And this is measurable in land surveying.
4: Oh, so when they use a plumb bob, right? When when they're getting
0: a. Yes, yes, yes
4: yes yes welcome if, to flat earth shirts in the back no, snacks on the road if
5: if you if you have a very 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 tall plumb bob from um two different points that are say a hundred meters apart and it's long enough those are gonna be at an angle they are gonna Show be me at an experiment angle.
4: where that where that's the case I, okay. you know
5: what okay i will because okay. you know what they 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 do this in LIGO. In LIGO, you have two extremely long interferometer arms and they have crazy, crazy over engineered mirrors to to go down in there. So you you've got a this long, long tube. it's like four kilometers long, okay between two things. and those both of those mirrors have to be pointed slightly downward from straight, straight horizontal according to the the tangent line.
4: Uh, relative to gravity at that point so so you just invoked yes. you invoked horizontal horizontal is a flat surface it's flat. I, I invo- flat
0: yeah and do you do you notice the context in which he invoked it to say that the mirrors are, are not tilted. parallel they're tilted yes. compared to the horizontal and that's exactly because they're, they're parallel vertical. to each other but they're they're tilted compared yeah. to the the vertical a, yes. a straight vertical would not be parallel at that distance. They would be yes. pointed in slightly different directions, even though each line is. Then vertical. it wouldn't be straight. What? Then it Can wouldn't I ask be straight. that's what the, distance? It Can I ask what be the straight.
2: distance is. All right. Uh, what's the, the distance? LIGO?
0: Yeah, what's oh, the LIGO? distance? Uh, he'll come up with that for a second. But I, I want to say, in addition to LIGO, literally any book on like land surveying will show you mathematically how surveyors actually account for this difference and how you can measure it yourself by looking at very tall things near you and you can measure this okay all you need is a theodolite but literally when the farther two points get and they're vertical as measured like by a plumb line they will not be parallel and they will become less parallel the farther away they are and this is observed That's... in land surveying no
6: nope. i have the stats it's
0: absolutely
5: not.
2: Hold observed. I have right the right.
6: stats. It happened. Okay. So,
5: so LIGO. So LIGO. Uh, the arms, as I said, are about four kilometers. Now, four kilometers corresponds to, assuming that this is correct um, and it seems reasonable, and you can check me if I'm wrong, one point two six meters. Now, that means that at the middle, I think you have to divide that by two, roughly, maybe four actually. Do you mean miles? Um, at meters. meters is how far the, for example, the eight inches per mile square, if you were to plug that in over four kilometers, I I think that you would get the 1.26 meters. What that means is that they they have a big tube and at the end, they have the mirrors at a certain height and then they have the light traveling a straight shot between them. In the middle, the height of that laser beam is significantly lower than it is on either end because it's going over a shallow spot.
4: You're they saying do, the, they, beam, the light on the laser beam bends? I absolutely
2: categorically did What he's saying is there's a, a measurable hump in the light. And it's about a two mile distance that they're doing this experiment over. So the hump would be pretty negligible. What's great about uh, my 6. website on Flat Earth Archive is I have multiple laser experiments between three, seven, some up to 12 miles uh, showing that the curvature that should exist doesn't. So if they're measuring it with mirrors in just two miles, imagine how much greater it should be in seven miles and in 10 miles. And I yeah. can show that it doesn't exist. There's experiments I,
0: demonstrating that it doesn't exist. I highly doubt that you can show that. It's You're
2: all on Flat I, Earth Archive. Go look through the video section. There's laser experiments. I do not doubt that. Well, I I mean, doubt
1: that. Well, I doubt that. everyone. Remember, are in any way
2: remember that their experiment was two miles. Go reference the distance of the experiments that you see on my page, and they're all videotaped. Okay. They're now, not in a tube. They're not in a tube that nobody can see. They're okay. right out in the open, verifiable and documented. Now. Just
0: reference the precision and mathematically precise precision of the LIGO experiments versus the precision of you with your
2: lasers and cameras. They're astonishing. I will they have My, okay, my, my lasers. I am going to jump in here, guys. Guide, they just for a one second. GPS guided laser system. I, they built a twenty thousand dollar laser to conduct this with my lasers and cameras cameras you're mocking something you haven't even seen
3: all right i'm going to oh, jump in he here something something just hold on grayson i don't want to start the have, uh, the dude. muting process it is i want to let you know that we have reached uh, the end of our 50 minute discussion i don't mind letting you guys carry on uh but this is a point of you know respect for the other speakers in the room uh if you guys you know need to take uh you know a little break or if you need to grab a drink that's fine uh but let me know uh each and every one of you if you need a break or if you would like to continue with the open discussion go into Q&A let's can I get like
5: can i get like 3 minutes 2 minutes
3: yes yeah, sure if you need a break that would be great all right excellent uh that's no problem that's why we let our speakers know because sometimes uh, we talk for a little bit longer than we plan and uh you know, uh, sometimes we need to use the washroom and, you know, grab drinks and whatnot, or we get really hungry. Oh my goodness, we get don't hungry. Don't
4: forget to wash your hands and sanitize them.
3: We, we don't want to be sitting <laughs> there going, is next
4: no, to godliness.
3: <laughs> well, I will let you know, guys, we are going to do our Q&A here. I think that there may be a bit more open discussion coming up after this. Um, I know that Grayson had another, I can't remember the name of a Grayson, because I, I, I have to be honest with you, it kind of slipped me, but... There was another thing that you brought up in your opening argument that was separate from this that we didn't really get to touch on, I don't think. so. Uh...
0: Are we kind of talked about the anti-pose just a little bit.
3: Okay. Oh, as long as you guys are satisfied. Remember, they
4: conceded on two points that I made already, so I'm just saying.
0: Wait, which points did we concede
4: about? You conceded about the point digging through the earth and then... Rewind the tape on the other one. I, I don't know you how that's a it's concession
0: why. because it, it was never my claim that we've dug all the way through the earth. So how can I concede on something that I never made? No, it? but you
1: said
4: if, if if they dug through the earth.
0: Yes. I so then I didn't say that they would I get out of the story. It. If you dug all the way through the earth, you would come out at your antipode. And I don't concede any, anything about that. Antipodes are real and they exist. And I demonstrated in my intro that we measured that.
4: Most so people no, watching probably don't even know what that is, but I'm just speaking in layman's terms, right? So, since I don't understand well, what that is, speaking
3: of people, I, watching, I, explained it, it,
0: I explained it several times what it is in my intro. I'm, I'm playing, I, I, tried to be, advocate, I tried to be very clear and use basic language so everyone can understand what an antipode is.
3: Well, let us wait until so are you
4: taking your, your demonstration or what you were saying, your example, all so the way exciting. to the end of it. What are you talking about? What have I not
0: carried all the way through?
4: Well, when I said, well, well, if you did dig a hole to Australia, at what point would the blood be rushing your head? Would you be upside down? At what point would raindrops be going the opposite of the other raindrops on the other side of earth?
0: I already did. Well, we can't really dig all the
4: way through the earth.
0: I already answered that at, it would be at the center if you could somehow control for the temperature and pressure.
4: You conceded. Thank you.
0: That's not a concession at all, for the record. So I, you just said, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm pretty sure God doesn't really appreciate lying very much. So you probably shouldn't lie and say that I conceded when I'm telling you I did not.
3: Well, I'm going to eject here just before we go into, maybe we'll get some more open discussion. We're going to check with everybody uh, once everybody's back. But I do want to let everybody know, if you haven't already hit the like button, it helps us out in the algorithm a ton. I don't know what's going on here. We got 500 people watching. Do you have fingers? You know, sometimes when I'm laying in bed, you know, I can click things with my nose. You know, I can be that lazy. What's going on with you guys? What's happening here? Uh, Let me just
0: ask the chat really quick. I could do an after show on my channel after this. So if, if, if anybody in the chat would be interested, let me know and I can set that up. So,
3: well, I was going to say, uh, it looks like, uh, I'll, I'll read one preemptive Dr. Dino for $5 says setting up an after show for this fun little discussion. Open oh, right. mic for anyone who wants to join, I'm uh, going to have some Kerbal space program in the background. So you're all pal, Mike Flatterday Saints, uh, base theory. And, uh, Wentz, uh, Once Dr. Tapioca Weasel gets back, we'll let him know that uh, Dr. Dino is setting up an after show. So everybody will be invited. Uh, I'll get you all the link for that if you want to hang out there afterwards.
0: And I love Doc, so I'll let him do the after show. I'll probably be coming through and saying hi to everyone. So.
3: Awesome. Well, we glad, we'd glad we be happy to see everybody there. It's always fun to see everybody at the after show. Uh, it's really simple uh, to follow the link and get into the into the after show. So uh, hopefully we'll see you all there. But I want to let everybody know who's watching right now. Uh, once again, hit the like button. And I'm going to check with you guys. Was there any other open discussion that you guys wanted to flesh out before we hit that q and
5: I have ADHD. I've forgotten.
3: He's forgotten everything, everybody. All right. Well, uh, cast your votes in the poll. We have it in the uh, chat right now. Uh, get your super chats in as they will be read with priority uh, and we will probably be the only questions read because we have quite a few super chats already. Uh, so let's get that rolling. LJ, really oh,
0: Are we going to cut? Really quickly. If I could just
3: post. Coming at us like question. that. Hold on now. <laughs> Go ahead, Grayson.
0: If, if I could just pose the question that was in my intro to the flat earthers here, like, I'm just curious how you personally think that a sun sets on a flat earth. Like, what is your explanation
2: for why that occurs?
3: This will be my uh, chance be- to step out.
2: Because light has a limited range, so the, the size and distance of the sun would... Make that light not carry across the whole surface. In the models I've looked at, I'm one of those uh, that it, like you brought up, it doesn't ascribe to an exact model at this point. I feel like there are too many unknowns, but it just doesn't make me accept a false model like modern the modern heliocentric model. I won't settle, but I, you know, I don't I don't pick or ascribe to a specific model at this point.
4: Uh, I I ascribe to the zodiac model where Aries is the beginning of the year and it's a perfect clock. So whenever you guys say, is it round or flat? It could be both like a coin is round or flat or a dartboard or a clock is round or flat. But how does the sunset? So if I were to tell you that that would just be my belief, theoretical, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be anything factual.
5: That's what we're talking to you to to interact with your beliefs like that's all any of us have is our beliefs. There's there's two really,
2: there's two really good videos on my channel. Uh, One is entitled the earth is not 93 million miles away. It's where a gentleman uses AutoCAD. And the angles of the sun from timeanddate.com, and shows that even giving handicaps to the heliocentric model, that 93 million miles away is not even an option for an angle on it.
1: That and actually there's sounds also
2: another video that's uh, just time lapse footage of the sun, so you can compare observable reality to what heliocentrism teaches, which I think is important.
4: The the way I see it is like this, bro. When the sun rises and sets. It's bigger and not as bright as when it's overhead and smaller and brighter. So you could take a flashlight beam, shine it at the wall, and adjust the beam. If the beam's bigger, it's not as bright. And the smaller the beam gets, the brighter it gets, just like we observe the sun being. It's just a light. In my opinion, it's just a light. It's not something tangible you could actually physically go to or touch.
0: So then what is it that when the sun is halfway set, so the bottom half is obscured, the top half is not, you're claiming that the top half is close enough that we can see it and the bottom half is too far away so we can't? Or if you're not claiming that, what is it that is obstructing the bottom half of the sun? Why doesn't the
4: bottom half of the sun's light make it to our eyes? Well,
0: well, I've, I've
1: used
4: a P1000 and zoomed in on it. And so when the sun appears to be, um, you know, where, where most of it would be obscured by what you guys call the horizon, I've zoomed in on it and it's a perfect oval shape. And I see the bottom uh, of it too.
5: Have you had a filter? Has the edge been crisp? I don't think so.
4: I've always... So you guys were talking about filters earlier. The 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 picture he showed of the sun, how do you know there wasn't a solar filter on it? What cameras have you used? What
6: experience it, there do you was, have? Because because it had. There, wasn't, there, was, there wasn't a happen. solar... I know, I'm
4: just saying, I'm asking them what
6: experience okay, they had. will answer
0: Yeah, it's, it's because when... Uh-huh. When a solar filter is applied, you can properly. very, very clearly see that it is because none of the other stuff is visible. Like, everything is what blacked out. The sun.
4: What, what cameras have you used and what lenses have you used with a solar filter? Just out of mm-hmm. curiosity. I've seen
0: plenty of shots that have solar filters and those that don't have solar filters. So I'm aware of what solar filters look like when they're applied to a camera. All right, Mike's
5: a no I know how a filter is. i Mike's one trying one. to get in here, everybody. To Let's answer your speak.
0: question, to, ge- to
2: give you to just give one you second the there, you're there, trying I, to get.
3: Before we get, if you can hold that thought for one second, Mike was trying to speak all throughout that. I want to give Mac, uh, Mike a I chance was here. i just
2: say that. the reason so there's two different things obviously one of the videos i showed at the beginning that when the sun disappeared from view is still above the horizon so obviously the um you know is obscured from visibility due to the atmosphere and so when we see an optical illusion like over the ocean where the bottom portion is getting obscured well we know that the closer you get to the surface, the denser the air becomes. So we get more refraction there. So you get more obstruction due to the density of the air, the level of moisture. So that's that's where I would say that that occurrence comes from. I love it.
5: I love that answer. I would love for you to go into details. I would love for you to give me a profile of the, the humidity, the pressure, and ultimately the index of refraction as a function of altitude over over this distance, and show the calculation. Show how when you integrate it through, this is the path that the light takes. I would love, I would love to see something like that, um, uh, you, because what you just said is
2: precise
5: and quantifiable. I, Bring the seats.
2: Yeah, With I clean. do, and I do. Um, let me see. I just I one thing right to here. that, really quick,
0: is that if you have like a medium where you have like more dense at the bottom less dense on top which is kind of what you're talking about then the refraction would be like bending it yeah it would over. It, it would, it, be, yeah, it it would it it
1: yeah it would carry it further
0: yeah it would it would carry it further not obstruct it from the bottom up
2: depends on the position of the sun right If it's coming at you, it'll do one thing. If it's going the other direction, it should do the opposite. It should handicap you. And I have footage of things where the sun should be handicapping you because light should bend towards the more dense gradient. Um, It it bends towards the more dense gradient. And there's examples where there are objects at distances further than when they should be seen. And the light should actually be probably working against you, if anything. And that's my problem. Like, I I don't hate the globe model earth i was raised to believe it but i just seen too many things that like i cannot unsee is my problem um but yeah
5: i spent a lot of time on 4chan too it's rough
0: it sounds like you have a relatively sophisticated understanding of refraction so you should understand exactly why we can see those things because of refraction i mean if you have a mathematical understanding of this then you could do the calculation yourself with the known lapse rate that you could measure and you could you could know how far you should be able to see due to the refraction conditions
2: yeah and there's uh there's an experiment i was trying to pull up the image on my website, uh, but it's called the greatest series of laser experiments to this point in history testing the convexity of the Earth's surface and they do all that. They I... do it in, they do it in, hold on, they do it in multiple locations, mul- so not the same location, different times of year. so it under different amounts of humidity, They calculate it all in, and they even show the type of laser they use and show how much refraction is expected from that exact product. There is no more in-detail experiment on Earth, and it was conducted in 2022, I think it was. I have it on my page. And there's nothing more precise or more detailed than that series of experiments that took a few years in the making. There's nothing more precise than it. And they take into all that. You can watch it. It's an hour long. It's an hour long. You got to sit through some dry, boring crap. That's why people don't want to watch it. You know, it's boring. There's nothing exciting about trial and error and all that, but it's there. So, Can I just ask you, what makes
0: you qualify it as the greatest laser experiment ever done? I mean, are you aware of every
2: laser experiment that's ever been done? Or like, what makes you say that it is? The reason is, is because I can compare it to institutions like uh, the Discovery Channel, that is a pretty top-notch experiment. Uh, Compared channel, to right? LIGO, what that, I mean, LIGO was what? a laser experiment. Yeah, and the Discovery it's in, Channel and I can, is not a scientific uh, organization. Uh-huh. All right, let's, everybody. Let me answer that. Let me answer that. Let me answer. We'll that. let you answer
3: that, but then uh, Tatielko has been one. waiting to get in here, guys. So let's. Uh... I'll give you another 15 seconds there, Mike, and then we got to let Tapioca Weasel respond because he's been trying to get in here too.
2: Yeah, I'll just say that. um, uh, What was I going to say? I kind of lost my train of thought. Why was it the greatest? Never mind. Scoot on. What was it? What was it? Why was it the greatest? Oh, because I've seen um, the hot because when you're debating this kind of stuff, you get a lot of attack. Right. People throw their best things that they possibly can at you, which is appropriate. I feel like that's good. I think every position that we have should be scrutinized to its deepest extent. So I don't fear scrutiny. So I feel like with the amount with my page, you could probably imagine a lot of anger. A lot of proofs come in my way, so I would say that I've probably seen the best stuff that the globe has to offer. And when I weigh both sides, I I can't believe in the globe model Earth. That's why. That's I, I don't see a better, ta- more uh... detailed. Exp- you watch it and you prove to yourself. Then that's what everyone should do. You prove to yourself. You watch that series of experiments, and then you go out and watch other lasers experiments, and you you tell yourself which one looked the most detailed.
3: Doctor, let's get in here before we go into the Q&A.
2: Yeah, um, I,
5: I, I have a PhD in experimental atomic physics, which involves a lot of precision laser work. That's how you talk to the atoms. You have a vacuum chamber, you have a few atoms in there, and the only way you talk to them is by shining light of exactly the right color on them. That's honestly... That's like ninety-five percent of of what you're doing is is that, and the steps you got to take to get to that. It's very precise work. I'm very familiar with how lasers and laser experiments work. I will absolutely take a look at at what you you have um, challenged me with, but, dude, you said that you 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 use the the Discovery Channel. As an example
2: of a, a scientifically reliable bad. source, and uh, I don't were were you trolling me? No, that's what I felt like they were doing to me. They did a laser experiment. They are trolling. They are the, the Discovery Channel is trolling you. Yes, you're
5: absolutely right. They're full of it. Wait, they're, wait, they're wait. Not a you're telling source. me that
0: there's no ancient aliens?
5: I, it's stunning. I know, <laughs> but but no, no. I the Discovery Channel has has never ever been a reliable source of scientific information it should well, stephen be. hawking stephen
2: hawking was narrating for it they probably pay really well but
3: all right well know. <laughs> what what I'll say with that there, everybody, is uh, I think it's a good time to move into the Q&A, just because Q&A will spur a lot more discussion. I feel like this is going to be one of those late ones, everybody. Uh, as long as everybody consents to that, uh, I think that's... Uh, probably the direction we're going in. So uh, I just wanna let everybody know, of course, that we do have DebateCon 4 coming up. So if you have the means to be there, we would appreciate it. We'd love to see you there. Uh, as far as I know, I'm going to be there along with us, of course, if you see all of our upcoming events, uh, that, that uh, the, the order of people that are gonna be there so far. So lots of great speakers, uh, you won't wanna miss it. So check out the link in the description. Uh, and of course, the other thing as well is if you missed it, uh, Matt had had a discussion with Perfect Dawa and just like a lot of discussions on Modern Day Debate, they sometimes become podcast exclusive. That's right. We're on all the major podcast platforms. So if you're a big podcaster, if you're like, ah, I like running and listen to my podcasts, check us out on whatever uh, app that you like uh, listen to your podcasts on, because uh, we're all over the place, and that's where you're going to find this debate that you see beside me right here. So go check that out if you haven't already, and we're going to kick it into our Q&A, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Do-do-do-do-do, over to the Q&A. We're going to ask some questions. LJ! Well, we're going to clean that up. Glow peoples, believe me. Uh, sorry, glow glow peoples, believe the ISIS, uh, ISS is traveling seventeen thousand five hundred miles per hour to all guests. And the Chaz moderator, Chad moderator, I think this is what they meant. Would you ever get on a roller coaster that would go seventeen thousand five hundred miles per hour?
0: I don't even get on regular roller coasters, so no.
3: I second that I I'm very squeamish, you know, like, oh, man, I I can't do I can't do like amusement parks or like spinny things. Oh, the worst roller coasters. No, thank you. I'm out. Uh, What do you think over there, Flatter Day Saints? Uh,
4: About roller coasters? Yeah.
3: Would you ever get on a roller coaster that's traveling at the speed of the ISS, which is at 17,500 miles per hour? And they're saying that...
4: This is the equivalent of that. Imagine taking a GoPro, gluing it to a basketball, then getting on a roller coaster and spinning the basketball on your finger, and then viewing what you see. You'd see something different every single... However many times you went on the roller coaster, you'd see a completely different scene, right? But that's not what we observe in the sky.
0: Because the the Earth is bigger than a
4: basketball. Do
0: you understand how much bigger the earth is than a basketball? Because if you did understand that, it would answer your whole
4: point. So earth really big, we really small, right? Yes. Like ants? Got it. Uh, I mean, much
0: smaller. No, ants would be even smaller ants. than us, but okay. <laughs> You're off
5: by several orders of magnitude. Anyway, um, my my answer is maybe, I don't know. It sounds like an awesome ride. Uh, I'd have to have more information. N- not with current technology, that would be absurd.
3: All right. Well, let's get the into current technology. Next. Oh, you want to have more comments there? For- we'll continue on. What is
6: this? A school for ants? <laughs> All right. school so for- when when they're on the ISS, going going
4: um, seventeen thousand miles per hour, but they look like they're going slow, like underwater. The RPM of their socket wrenches. When they're when they're putting bolts in or whatever they're doing work on the ISS on a spacewalk, it's going the same RPM it is on Earth. Do you so understand? So
0: that's one of, the, one of the. Do you understand what the equivalence principle is? So so I was going. So slow. like in, in relativity, right? I, if if you're moving like in a spaceship going really fast, there's not an experiment that you can do inside the spaceship to differentiate your acceleration versus like gravity field or anything like. Yeah, the things that are inside the spaceship are all traveling at the speed of the spaceship so you don't i'm talking about on a spacewalk effects. when they're on a spacewalk they're
4: on a spacewalk yeah outside the spaceship yeah they're still traveling at the same speed as a spaceship but they yeah i understand that but it looks like they're going super slow right but yet the rpm on their socket wrench is going the same speed as it is on earth it's not why slowing down so that's the inconsistency Maybe, so if they're remember. slowed down the people's movements are slowed down why wouldn't the rpm of the socket wrench be slowed down because the motor is still going
0: the the motor's still getting the same power it's still going
4: the same rpm time doesn't slow down
0: time but actually people speeds slow up. down it, it shows
4: people go. going super slow on a spacewalk slower than they would on earth yeah because they're the like they're underwater you know what happens uh-huh? you know
5: what happens if they if they float off well a tether catches them but if that breaks then they just go woohoo out in yeah. space forever. If it's a horrible, a horrible, horrible way to die.
4: If you're on a space... Oh, book, because if not, they, they died in space, dirty, they'd
3: explode
2: fast as as can. they explode and implode. They freeze and burn up at the same time.
3: Mike, you've got some thoughts down there I haven't heard from you. What do you think in there on that question?
2: Oh, I mean, man, you come to me right when my, my brain blanks out every time. Oh, I would say that uh, when it comes to uh, relative speed, right? You know, where if an object's already going that momentum, you know, it, you're essentially not going to feel that speed. The thing is, is that um, within heliocentrism, that's another hard part about it is that in that model, objects wouldn't be keeping a consistent speed, they'd have to continuously decelerate and accelerate. Because when you're flying, when say like the Earth is going around the Sun, correct? In most models we see, they just show us a Newtonian model. They show the Sun stationary in the middle and they show the Earth and all the other luminaries traveling around it. But what their model requires is actual additional motion from the Sun. And also when these alleged satellites would be orbiting, they're going to be passing different positions of the earth's motion at different times so to keep a consistent distance its speed would have to accelerate and decelerate depending where it was in its orbit and that would be very noticeable but you never see that because it doesn't happen because all that nasa stuff is just
0: why why do you too, think why do you think that that would have to
2: happen well because people map mapped it, in? it? People have made 3D models of the motion because all the motion's documented for the heliocentric model. You can look up the speeds, their trajectories, their distances, it's all mapped out so you can 3D model it. And most people just use a Newtonian model to demonstrate it because it's much easier. why,
0: Why do you think that the satellites would have to continuously accelerate and decelerate or whatever? Like, Why do you think that?
2: Because if an object is moving this way and something's rotating around it, it has to then catch up to it at certain times, catch up to what it's orbiting at certain times, and then pass back around it. And to keep a consistent distance, which we're told that it does on its on its ecliptic plane around the earth, it would have to accelerate and decelerate to keep that. Um, it's just the motion required. It's just, I don't know, but that's what the model says. So it should be doing that, but it, there's no indication that it does that.
3: All right. Well, let's move on to the next question here cuz like I said we're going to spur all kinds of discussion. And LJ strikes again for 499. Keep those Q&A, super chats coming in everybody. We super appreciate them. Uh that's the real code for super chat. We super appreciate you. And uh LJ says, "Globies intro s- summarized. Trust me, bro. Do ships disappear over the hump when they sail away?" How high do I need to go to see a hump in the horizon? Um, it depends.
0: Yeah, it depends on the, the circumstances like we, we went and through on atmospheric
5: conditions mostly. Yeah. yeah. But but on on the average, you you can make a pretty good approximation by just ignoring the atmospheric conditions. And in that case, it's a fairly straightforward um you know geometry problem you've got uh you know a circle and then a
0: line I and mean, a tangent line and then you know it, do, also do the i don't know what he means when he, says, <laughs> when he says a hump in the horizon i really don't understand what that's supposed to mean but i don't think either model has a hump uh. in the horizon
3: All right, well, let's continue on to the next Super Chat, which is also from LJ. LJ, we appreciate you so much uh, contributing to the uh, Super Chats there uh, and asking so many questions because you're going to, like I say, spur on so much discussion. So uh, another good old impression for you. Uh, Pyramids and cathedrals were built before gravity was made. Now that is Kermit, not my Jordan Peterson. <laughs>
0: there was still gravity back during the ancient egyptians uh sorry i does he think things didn't fall down i i think he's implying that before we had uh, newton's equation of gravity that gravity didn't exist or something or that they somehow needed to understand newton's equations in order to build the pyramids but they they didn't so yeah i
3: All right, we'll keep the super chats coming in, everybody. Uh, You know, we'll have all kinds of thoughts to unfold here. Uh, And maybe I I share
2: one little thing on that, I guess.
3: I was just about to say, let's see if we have any thoughts on the other side. Go ahead, Mike.
2: Let me see if I can share a screen. Absolutely. Sorry, guys.
3: I have no problem with that. We're ready for you when you are.
2: Here we go. So, just when it comes to gravity, there's a lot of debate on it. Um, my argument when it comes to gravity is that there's there's no object in existence that um, can't be described without using uh, density or buoyancy unless it comes to harmonic levitation or electromagnetism. But outside of those more powerful forces, I would say that every object that we see could basically be described with density and buoyancy. But Nikola Tesla was a pretty smart guy. He was a contemporary of Albert Einstein, and here's what he had to say about relativity, which is the very foundation of modern gravity. He said that Einstein's relativity work is a magnificent mathematical garb, which fascinates, dazzles, and makes people blind to the underlying errors. The theory is like a beggar clothed in purple, whom ignorant people take for a king. Its exponents are brilliant brilliant men, but they are metaphysicists rather than scientists. So even in even in Tesla's time, this theory or in Einstein's time, there were brilliant minds questioning it then as well. And when you take into account that um the earth doesn't have the necessary rate of drop that should exist, then that throws off all the all the math for the rest of the model, honestly. Well, so.
0: If I can just really quickly uh Tesla believed in a lot of really weird stuff, right? In, yeah. in death rays, in like free energy. Like he believed in a lot of weird stuff. Okay. He, he fell in love with we And and I, Isaac Newton believed in alchemy. Okay. Just because these guys were right about some things doesn't mean that I have to say that they're right about everything. And to say it's like kind of like an appeal to authority. Oh, Tesla said it, therefore yeah. it must be true. And if
5: we're gonna do it, Tesla totally thought the earth was round. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh. Um, and then, um, oh man I had a point if I remember it sorry I'll come back to it I kind of I forgot what I was going to mention about gravity
3: oh, oh that's a shame that you forgot your thought there uh, anybody else have any thoughts before we move on all right let's move on from there everybody keep those super chats coming in uh, we super appreciate them uh, let's see we have the next one coming in here oh
0: wait 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 can I, can I jump in on it? I remembered what I was going to say. Go for um, it. Okay, Mike, you were saying that density and buoyancy can account for this. But okay, if you have like a vacuum chamber, right, and you have an object in the middle of it, and so in every single direction, it's going to be the same density, right? Up, down, right, left, it's the same density all surrounding that object. So why is it that the object goes down? Why is there a, that specific direction of movement down when the density is equal in all directions?
2: Yeah, that's what goes back to the electric not the electromagnetic spectrum, but it has to do with the magnetic draw of the Earth. There's a negative charge on the surface of the Earth. There's a positive charge in the sky, and we know that all matter has either a negative, a positive, or a neutral charge to it. So okay. that would indicate its direction. It's the same way. Okay, so let me give wait, you wait, a real before life go experiment. On. Let me give you a real life experiment. But I don't need they- you to do that. I can
0: respond to what you, you said. I understand what you're saying. But if we did that same thing in a Faraday cage, or like what like Tapioca Weasel was talking about, where you cancel out the electrical effects, if you ground that if you ground this the whole system so the whole thing is grounded there's no difference in the electric field up down right or left it's still going to go down and if you're saying like if 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 gravity the downward acceleration is due to electrostatic effects then well is there pressure you should be able to nullify gravity in a faraday cage is there barometric
2: pressure in a faraday cage no, it, not it, not if in you a come vacuum,
0: a, it, it, There's. It's equal in all directions.
2: We're saying. So we, a, need, so we need a vacuum and a Faraday cage. And I, has did, this been done? Yes. Well, yeah, both. Yes. A yeah. Faraday cage with a vacuum. Yeah, to, that's what. To, well, no, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I'm, I'm not just, saying. To it, I'm not saying it hasn't or, been done. I'm always investigating. I'm learning more like that's I went, cool. So went into but your, your explanation Wait wait let,
0: let Dr. Tabioga explain cuz he yeah, yeah, this, exactly. this is the exact scenario that he outlined earlier.
5: I went into excruciating detail of exactly how you would measure this. You would do it with a falling object, a corner cube that always reflects things back right at where they're going from and you can count in individual light wavelengths how fast it is moving. And you do this after you pump out all the air, because air friction is the bane of my existence, okay? Because, you know, it's annoying and it makes all the calculations harder. So just
2: pump out all the stuff. All right. It's- well, I mean, that's, that's something that I'm more than willing to look at. I just don't see how that would indicate that the only conclusion to that is space-time bending around an object of mass, which is what gravity is. Well it I mean, means that density is mean, low because are not- I've heard that things I've heard that things that block out electricity still at the lowest level still have a detectable that's what I've heard is that okay, I can it's address almost non-existence it's almost incalculable but it's there. So i can like going to wrap rate. this
3: one up. All right, over to you Grayson. Yeah. We'll let you wrap right, this I would up. I
0: just like to address those points because yes even if there's just a minuscule amount in, in a Faraday cage or when you've grounded it or whatever, just like by just random dispersion forces of the, of, the, of the electrons, whatever. The thing is, is that you would still expect for the weight of that object to change. If you've drastically reduced all the electromagnetic fields acting on an object and you're saying it's those electromagnetic fields that are causing the downward acceleration and you've drastically reduced it to a minimum, maybe it's not zero, maybe it's just super close to zero, you would still expect the weight of that object or the acceleration to change in accordance with the change in the electromagnetic field, which is not observed. So, like... Just because you're saying, oh, this doesn't mean that it's warped space time, it does mean that you can't explain it with density, buoyancy, or electromagnetic fields.
3: All right,
2: okay, well. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure why seconds, you Mike. expect like the expectation that you have exactly. I just know that buoyancy and density can be just demonstrated. Electromagnetism can be demonstrated, and the one major proof that we have for gravity is this cage that may or may not eliminate all <laughs> electromagnetism no. all right. or or anything to it. No, I mean, whatever. I'm just trying to repeat back what you were explaining to me. So did I ever um, say that
0: was the one proof of gravity? So Grayson, so can Grayson. you give
2: me an example outside of the Faraday cage that you think, uh, exclusively demonstrates gravity and its effects? The Cavendish I, experiment.
5: Also, we already again, talked that, about oh, this. Static- I,
3: you're on mute, Flatterday. Flatterday, you're trying to speak and we can't hear you. Just let's let Flatterday in here. Um, okay. There you go. You're off mute there. I don't know how you got on the mute, but uh, Day, you're back oh. in.
2: I was, wondering if it, in I was
3: wondering
4: if a helium balloon or a hot air balloon would, would uh, demonstrate gravity or the lack thereof.
0: Yeah. If you have a helium balloon in a vacuum chamber, it's going to fall.
4: At the downward acceleration really? of gravity. Because there's no because, medium. Because Basically, life on Earth is like being in a vacuum chamber. So that's something that's observable, testable, and repeatable in the natural world.
2: It's not gravity. It's that it has to find. It has to disperse. The helium has to fill the pockets of the vacuum. It falls because it disperses. It doesn't fall because space time is forcing it downward. That's not why it falls. Well, okay. It's
0: it's not leaking helium like out of the balloon. Or whatever you can make a strong balloon. Well, you said
2: if a How helium you- balloon is in a vacuum, right? It's yeah. gonna. Fall. It'll fall.
0: At nine point eight meters per second, or very close.
2: Oh, Okay, so I am sorry. You... I was thinking of a hot air balloon. I was I, for some reason I was thinking open, uncontained. I got mixed up with the yeah, yeah. Never mind. Last word. So to The flat vacuum today. you're talking about, it's it's completely contained. Like there's uh, there's no air, right?
4: It's completely airproof. Like I'm just a you're saying right? that pressure needs a
0: container. Is that where you're going to? Well, there's just no medium you know around you're the saying? balloon. So so we'll, we'll, it you know, gravity can contain pressure without a container and we, we uh, electrostatics can do it too uh, there's lots of things but the that experiments you're talking pressure. about everything
1: is
4: contained though right
0: look at a water droplet what, right what why I'm does a seeing... water droplet disperse because there's a force holding it together it's the same thing like a force is capable of holding pressure together without right. a container
2: and, in and a, a drop
0: of water can show that
2: and in your model, it would be ascribed to gravity. Correct. Yes. But there are explanations outside of that model that can also explain downward force. You just don't you laugh at those answers, and that's fine. I can say that the helium balloon drops in the in the vacuum chamber because it has no medium to rise against. That's a simple, easy-to-understand explanation okay. that is right. makes perfect we gotta move sense. On. Can I wrap this one up?
0: Can yeah. I wrap this one up before we go? Because I just want to say... 15 seconds because
3: we do need to get to the next I will. I'll uh, wrap super it up. chat. I'll wrap it
0: up. I 15 just want to say, it's not just that we're laughing at the things that you're saying. We are demonstrating why they are not true with things that Tapioca Weasel has done in his lab. So we, we're, we're actually using we're not just laughing at it and smirking it off we're just explaining why empirically it's not true and why buoyancy density and electromagnetism cannot explain it it can't help you here so anyways
3: let's let's try to move on to the next question guys we'll have all kinds of time i think to respond to these questions because they keep pouring in uh and as you guys are answering one two or three are pouring in we super appreciate it here at modern day debate uh and i i hope you don't feel like we rushed through any of your super chats Uh, there's going to be lots of juicy discussion. So as long as everybody's good to stay and have this discussion, I want to let all of our speakers know there's no pressure if at any time you're like, Hey, you know, we've been going for so long. I got to, I got to duck out. That's totally cool. But, uh, if you're here to fight the good fight and that's what we're all about here at modern day debate, we'll keep on rolling. Congo, $44, $10. Question for the flat earth people. So if the sun can be brought back by zooming in, can you turn night into day by zooming in? Ding, also use a solar filter. No,
2: every lens, every lens has limitation and there's angular resolution so things have a vanishing po- point even our m- most powerful lenses and also when you're looking horizontally again there's such thing as atmosphere so that exists and the further you look through atmosphere the more more obstruction you have so atmosphere does not exist it's fake just saying
3: all right Uh, That was for the Flat Earth side, so Flat Earth Day Saints, uh, uh, close us out on that one. Question to Flat Earth people, so if the sun can be brought back with zooming in, can you turn night into day by zooming in? Ding also uses solar flare, or a solar filter, sorry.
4: (laughs) Um, Well, I've heard them say that the stars that we see in the sky aren't even there, they've exploded a long time ago. So theoretically, I guess, in the heliocentric model, sure.
3: Well, if you're I, I mean, he's kind of invoking you guys a little bit there, so uh if you want to give them a chance to respond, flatter day saints or do you want to move on to the next question? Either or. All right. Do you guys have any response there?
5: I I had a point that I actually wanted to make earlier that I had forgotten about until just now. Um the argument that Polaris has not moved in the sky that is demonstrably false. The first time Polaris was called uh the pole star was in the 1500s, I have located and I have a conversation with Pitch Lumen with Nathan um, on this topic on his channel. And I like, I showed exactly where it says that the first time it was called the pole star that we know of, it was three degrees away from uh, the actual pole, which is significantly more than it is now. And just last year, there was um, a study published where they had found um, a a record seconds. from hipparchus about uh the position of polaris and it was 12 degrees away from the north pole
4: bro they they also say that the climate's changing all the time and they're trying to stop climate change well the truth is the climate's changing every minute from hot to cold so <laughs> wow, and it, it is true. they're trying to stop climate change because if they do stop it it'll kill us the climate has to change every day every oh, wow. minute, it's, every, every
0: it's, hour. it's cold in winter therefore climate change is not real that's what you sound like man
4: that's what you said climate change is very real it changes every minute of every day fluctuates hot to cold, hot to cold. i don't think you know what climate is they, bro just just
3: you, you can't You're, bite on every, eyes, like,
2: <laughs> i, I got been. um i got something to say on the north star thing sure thing the thing with the north star that was really eye-opening to me again that i found very problematic when it comes to the heliocentric model is that um, I couldn't find a single model that took took and 3D modeled the North Star using the actual heliocentric model. If you look at every 3D model that you can find for the North Star, whether it's on YouTube or Google searching it, they're all gonna give you the exact same demonstration, the identical demonstration, which is based around a stationary sun. But if... Um, if we look at this right here, this is essentially how much, this is how much motion the modern heliocentric model should be experiencing. This is essentially what should be occurring if this model is true. But if the North Star were allegedly following the tip and the northern point of our Earth in this model, it would be impossible to model. That's why they never do. They only use it They only use a newtonian model so go investigate for yourself anyone who's watching see if you can find a single 3d model that takes into account the motion of the sun while it tracks the north star you won't find one
0: do you know how far away the north star is to where like do you know the actual we, the
5: we probably know this let me find out yeah, it, it, it's, for, it, it's, it's the closest it's the closest cepheid variable star so we actually really do know exactly how far away it is the, yeah, the polaris is. i believe is the closest cepheid variable star which is that's remarkable
0: well i'm just therefore saying, god exists you could calculate way. you could calculate how much you might expect it to change due to the movement of the sun i mean that is a, a, a stellar parallax you, you could you could calculate that value it'd be you very small realize? in a newtonian
2: system yes <laughs> leaving out the, the motion of the sun entirely and the earth's following of the sun well, you I could calculate with you. it with that in mind no you can't or they might give you a, a number that they say and this is the number but if you try to 3d model it and make it work the north star wouldn't be in that position it can't be with that amount of motion. Otherwise, there'd be a 3D model showing it, and they don't do that. It doesn't take it into account. I think that you're just making claims
4: that you can't substantiate at this point. Okay, well, that's
2: fine. No, no.
0: He, he's just discrediting
4: your claim. He's not making any positive claim. He just you know said what? that
0: there's no model, there's no 3D model that is capable of modeling. He has I've yeah, he's with not the making a positive
5: claim. He's making that a negative That is a positive claim, dude. That is a positive oh claim. God. Wow. Uh, that's. A, this- that's a positive claim. Okay.
3: Well, let's move on to the next question, guys. Like I said, we got all kinds of discussion to have here. Hit that like button. This has been a really juicy discussion, and I'm really glad that uh, uh, we were able to uh, get this discussion happening. A big round of applause, virtual applause, for the speakers here tonight coming out to have the discussion. Uh yeah, we welcome everybody here at Modern Day Debate. Let's ask the next question. LJ for ninety nine. YouTube, in quotation marks, day and night at the same time. Countless vids. There's countless
0: vids. videos of day and night occurring at the same time, or or what? Or... The, the
3: rest of uh, LJ's questions has been uh, yeah towards your side, so I imagine it's for you guys.
0: Okay, well, it's nighttime somewhere right now in the world, and it's also daytime somewhere right now in the world. So, yeah, yeah. I don't understand what his point is at all.
5: I've uh, I, I've been up high in a plane, and you can see that over there, it's nighttime, and over there, it's daytime. And I guess in that sense, there's daytime and nighttime on the same side. But like, that's also, like, what dusk is so like i yeah yeah. i I think maybe he's misunderstood this is this is also this isn't this isn't something that is like this would be just as confusing in in both models in my opinion
0: i don't think it's that confusing in in the globe model i agree but the the earth is obstructing the view of the sun on the the area where it's nighttime on earth the earth is physically getting in the way of the sunlight but that's, <laughs> that's not occurring in the flat Earth model. So what is getting in the way of that sunlight in a flat Earth model? So I don't think it's hard for our model to explain at all.
6: Actually, you're that's, the, you're invoking, you're that's
0: invoking You're
4: invoking a flat Earth model that neither of us invokes, bro.
2: That's Well, no, that's the perfect tool. And I actually agree with your point, Grayson, because uh, I do not – Unfortunately, I can't pull it up at command, but I do. Well, okay, then I'm a liar, whatever. I'm lying. But I will say that I do have footage of high altitude footage where you can see the sunlit side, just like you're describing from the, the, from the plane. You can see the yeah. sun on one side. You can see the nighttime sky and the moon, and you can see both bodies are above the surface of the Earth. So it's not the uh, One edge on the of timer. the Earth blocking the sunlight out. It's still visible because in an average airline, you can see about two hundred miles to the horizon. So you can see a pretty good distance at that point. Um, yeah, the, the presence of the moon does not signify night. Well, no, I'm I'm not saying that the presence of the moon, but I'm saying if. If the edge of the earth rotating away from the sun is what's blocking the sun and you can clearly see above that horizon that the edge of the earth is not blocking the sun because you can see where the terminating line of the sun is, then you're showing that it's not the bulge of the earth, it's literally that the sun has a limited range like all light does. It has a limited range. It can't just project forever so is right. this
0: are you talking about tired light here because that's very easy to debunk All right. i mean light can keep traveling for millions of light years i mean there's nothing that limits the la- the range of light it doesn't get tired as it travels no. and use energy and just...
2: just disappears huh? but the model says that oh. the globe model earth rotating away from the yeah. sun and the unlit side that's facing away from the sun yeah. is why there's dark but you can be in a plane high enough to where the sun should be hidden behind that curvature, but you can still see the nighttime portion of the earth from a high enough altitude. I know you want to respond,
3: Grayson, but we do need to really want
2: respond just really quickly. You All right. can still Ten see
3: seconds, the nighttime part,
0: but you're not there. You're in an airplane. That's why you can yeah. see it from a distance, but it's not nighttime for you because you can still see the sun. You're not at there should be hour.
3: curvature too. There We're should gonna, be a
1: big arch.
3: We're going to move on to the next question because like I said, they're pouring in faster than we can answer them and we'll be here all night if uh, we keep getting to the back and forth. And we really do appreciate it and I'm sure that everything that you guys are thinking right now will get fleshed out before we finish because people are going to ask those questions and they're going to want you guys to get those thoughts out on the table. So uh, Sunflower, member for 24, uh, 25 months, thank you so much for that, says, why doesn't gravity work on the quantum scale?
0: Because it's so weak that for it, like the effects of gravity are only really demonstrable for very large masses at very large scales. So it's such a weak force in comparison to the other forces that once you get down on the quantum scale, the effects are so small that we don't have proper measuring equipment to even measure them.
5: Yeah, we can't measure it. That doesn't mean it's not there.
4: So it's just theoretical, like Santa Claus kind of at that point.
0: Well, Good. yeah, quantum gravity is even probably less than theoretical because we don't really have a theory describing quantum gravity right now.
5: But. We have competing models. It, 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 it's I just say we don't have complicated a complicated
0: thing. We're we're debating
5: whether the Earth is flat. It's yeah. uh, like, <laughs> you, I mean, model, like you, you, you got to crawl bro. before you can <laughs> run.
0: I should say we don't have a consensus theory for quantum gravity.
5: Yeah.
4: It, yes, that's true. All right. Let's
3: move on, on to the, the
4: flat matter. Matter. shirts in the back. Snacks on the way. <laughs>
3: Thanks for that flat day, uh, flatter day. Let's move on to the next question there. LJ for $1.99 says, the doctor, we'll leave this one just to you. I'm going to set a one minute timer without interruption. LJ says, the doctor can't comprehend. His life has been a lie. Have you heard something like this before? Tapioca weasel, one minute and the floor is all yours.
5: Um. Yeah, I suppose I have. And it's, I don't I don't have a, a, an answer that this person is going to find remotely satisfying other than to say you don't comprehend like how many things preclude the possibility of that from so many different directions but I'll give you I'll give you the point you're going for if the earth is flat then that would totally totally mess with me and I would probably be in a state of horrific cognitive dissonance. So, there, there's the quote and the acknowledgement that you want.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much for answering that question. We're going to move on to the next one, uh, which is from Congo44. Five dollars. Question to Flatter Day. Just for you, Flatter Day. One minute for you. Do you enjoy. Well, man, hmm, this all right. I'm gonna try to clean this up because it's just kind of ad hominy, Congo. I'm sorry. I'm like gonna... make it dirty,
4: bro. You can make it dirty.
3: Well, they are saying that you are ignorant. So they're saying, do you enjoy wallowing in your ignorance? It's pretty gross. So they're accusing you of being ignorant. Uh, a one minute for you to respond to Congo as juicy as you'd like.
6: So.
4: Ignorant, ignorant on compared to who compared to what What you consider smart or compared to what are you considering ignorant?
3: All right. Well, that one we will move on from LJ of uh, strikes again. LJ. Hey, thanks again. 499 spinning space ball without curve water. Explain why you still blindly believe in the fake core model when the deepest hole ever dug was less than eight miles.
0: Because of seismology.
3: Any thoughts over there, Tapioca, or do we want to move on?
5: Because of seismology.
3: (laughs) All right. OC for $2. No question attached to your question. OC or your uh, super chat but we appreciate the two dollars LJ says Ryan has been a great moderator well thank you I, I Ryan yay I always like a little bit of uh joyful moderator yeah. oh uh, me yes no I was going to say I, I probably should work out more honestly more than just my vocal chords which yes to the people who are asking at the beginning that is me singing and I do play the guitar solos and from what I know your old pal Mike is no slouch when it comes to playing music as well so uh, you know you can always check out that as uh, you know uh, us as musicians that's cool too because uh, we don't mind uh, screaming in the microphone that's cool Uh, But not here at Modern Day Debate, because we are gentlemen. Cool Beko, $5. Flats have no passion for the subject. They know they are wrong. They're coming right at you guys. What do you think?
6: If
4: being wrong is a helio, then I don't want to be right. Well, good, you
2: aren't. Any
3: thoughts there, Mike? Um, Mike?
2: i I just look at everything like i'm still examining um there's pieces to the puzzle that i can't personally test so like when it comes to antarctica we all know there's a treaty that doesn't allow independent exploration or travel beyond the 60th south parallel and we know that the um there's a treaty around the north pole as well so and even our airspace is governed so all of it is kind of um, still subject to learning. I feel like there's too many pieces of the puzzle to come to a full conclusion. But I do know that there's enough modern technology and enough experiments out there testing the surface of the Earth that there's no reason to believe it's a spheroid of 24,901 miles in circumference. Um, yeah. So. Oh, right. Can
0: I make a really quick point about the Antarctica stuff? Um, uh, so one seconds there but i'm not sure this guy on twitter this guy on twitter mike buckner he's a flat earther he's he actually i give him credit he wanted to put his money where his mouth is he decided that he was going to go to antarctica himself and expose the, the 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 fake globe earth expose the ice wall and he said uh that he would Way to open a can
3: of worms, all. Grayson. We <laughs> are going to talk about this for a little bit. I'm Wait, pretty I, sure. I just want to make a point. He said We going didn't be touch streaming on it yet. You know, that this he is had happening. the tickets.
0: He had it all set up. He said he was going to be streaming it live in 24 hours. And then he never tweeted again. He hasn't tweeted in two weeks. He said he was going to expose it all. He went to Antarctica himself. He's too embarrassed to put it out there. Also, the man got to him. Yeah, the deep state got to him. <laughs> also... north korea is not in the antarctic treaty to my knowledge why doesn't north korea expose this they have an interest they're against the west if they wanted to expose the west as liars surely north korea who has a nuclear energy program they have nuclear bombs they're not dumb they have scientists they they would it would be in their own best interest for the north korean government to expose the lies of the west and show that the earth is really flat if they could
4: well like you as a my, civilian would know the best interests of North Korea. Come on, bro. It's a fantasy
0: You're I mean. anti-West. Don't you think it would behoove them to you know that? the West? You know what what here's, I, the media, here's,
2: here's what I would say on that. There are 55 nations that currently uphold that treaty. Why would North what would benefit North Korea to poke the bear and break that treaty? They're not allowed there. Why would they break that treaty? And the other point I would make is that it's not mythology to know that Antarctica has the highest elevation of any continent on Earth. So if it was the outside rim and it was holding the oceans in, it does fill that. And if anyone thinks, oh, the Antarctic ice wall is a joke, jump on Google right now, type in antarctic ice wall look in the images and you'll see that there's big giant walls of ice like it's not a gag it's the highest elevation on earth it's entirely made of ice and it seems to hold in the oceans but i mean Even on the ball, it's the tip of the oceans, you know? And here's the thing. Most people don't realize that the flat model and the globe model match really, really well in the northern hemisphere. It's not till you go further and further south that that they diverge. And interestingly enough, there's a treaty at the 60th south parallel when the greatest divergence begins. So I don't know. Make of that what you will, I guess just buy a flight from Santiago
0: to Sydney and tell me how long it takes and you'll know if the earth is flat or not. Sure. Why though? Because it's it on a Because on a flat earth, you said it yourself that the divergence in the southern hemisphere becomes more greater and greater. So if you flew from Santiago, Chile to Sydney, Australia and you compared the time that it takes you to do that flight, you could do this flight yourself. You will see that that is not significantly different. From like New York to Dubai, it's about the same time. But in a flat Earth model, those are way different distances.
4: And bro, if you say, model? oh, it's hey, bro, just bro, the bro. trade winds. All right, fly, let's you start anywhere? Anywhere? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, you, couldn't you fly in a plane anywhere and notice if the pilot doesn't continually dip the nose of the plane down to adjust for the curvature of the Earth?
0: No, you flying. wouldn't notice that. You wouldn't you notice see. that, really? No, you would no. not. Correct.
4: Why would you notice that?
5: It's, it's going to be way too The dollars. fluctuations yes, from the Coriolis
4: effect for shooting. Right. Wait, wait, Sniper's wait. wait quick for, for shooting, but not for wait, an airplane. Okay. You're
5: not constantly you're not constantly manipulating and adjusting the course of a bullet. If you were, then all of that shooting business would
4: be a lot easier.
2: Okay. Well, so you're, you're saying that airplane pilots
4: don't adjust the the nose of the plane to make up for the curvature of the earth. But what we already said, what both
0: of us already said, is that just the also normal turbulence is going to cause higher amounts of course correction for the pilot than this effect would. Just do the so calculation
5: so, yourself. If, if the pilots don't touch the controls on an airliner with the way that modern airliners are, are structured and the way that they're weighted and the way that they use the, the rear things to sort of counterbalance, they are aerodynamically going to self-stabilize in a, a level flight, which is going to self adjust to Thank the you. microscopic amount of of change in which direction is
0: down
3: as it goes. It's so the plane has an adjuster-
6: Wait, wait, wait. On Hold, it. On. Gotta adjuster- Hold on. I got to address this.
2: All right, let's, on. let's let
3: Mike in here, everybody.
2: Hold on. Microscopic amount of adjustment. A plane yeah. flies at 500 miles per hour. Do you know uh-huh. how much drop should exist in just two hundred miles? You you understand that lines of isobar twenty six thousand feet yeah. in just two hundred miles. I, okay. So and, before course, hold on, hold on. So before before course correcting planes. Those dudes must have been white knuckling those those steering wheels no. to keep around a curve 26,000 feet in just 200
1: miles.
3: Oh, yeah. We got to let it. Tapioca, uh, tapioca yeah. Weasel respond here.
5: They do it continuously. You have to express the amount of, of correction in terms of arc minutes or something per second. That is the appropriate way to do it. And if you look at how fast planes move around just from very, very normal, completely unremarkable um, winds that don't even rise to the level of mild turbulence, you're going to find that this is well within just the noise of how a plane moves. It's not fast.
1: Uh
2: It's not orbiting the Earth. If it was, it would burn up. Do the math yourself Mike. It's the rate of drop that should exist. It's, that's that's really really rapid what... cuz it's only flying at about 35,000 feet. And just in I... 200 mi- let's see 500 miles per hour, how much drop should that that drop right there in 500 miles? You should lose 100. You can't that's not how you do the math.
5: That's, feet. you're no, no no you can't do that. You can't apply, you can't look at how far a quadratic equation um, which is what the sphere could be approximated as in, in this thing, and then divide that as a linear distance. You have to account for the fact that it's a continuous thing. So if for so it, you can divide this down. If you're going at a mile per second, for example, a mile per second is like a reasonable ballpark airplane speed. Okay, then that is eight inches per mile. That means that the thing has to go down by eight inches over. Fucking Every mild. second.
4: Every second.
5: Every. Exactly. That's. Microscopic, dude. Do you know what eight inches in a mile is? Do you know what that angle looks like? Well, it well, looks like much smaller
2: than the fluctuation you know, of the microscopic, plane. microscopic, it's observable to the naked eye. That's the first eye, well. mile. Oh my God. It exponentially grows. It's continuous, it, is But my the point. calculation, the calculation is not eight inches per mile, the calculation is eight inches per mile squared. So the greater con- distance you're traveling, it grows exponentially. But you're, it's not you're, like you're, eight, you're, eight you're, inches, you're, then 16 right. inches, I, then 20 piece you know you think okay look inches.
1: look
0: Mike if yeah. you are continuously adjusting then all that matters is like the yeah, per second words. per second it's the derivative so you're Who saying after one hour it? The pilot, they should have is it wait, wait, the plane? so wait you're saying after one hour they should have all this drop to account for but they're it's not like they're accounting for it every hour they're no, continuously
2: they adjusting. They would be doing it as they go. And what I'm saying is older planes were not outfitted with that technology. And I've heard pilots break down how they never accounted for that amount of curvature. So you
3: need an altimeter. Know
1: what...
2: what? You
0: just need an altimeter to measure your altitude and stay on the same altitude line. Exactly. Okay, so how do they stay
2: on it? How do they constantly adjust? Does is it, it have to the, to the plane or the pilot do it? on the on the globe they'd have to go and wrap around that curvature there'd be curvature they have to go with that is what they're doing as we have have
0: been pointing out the adjustment needed to stay on that curvature is smaller than the adjustment needed to just focus and 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 just keep going without the turbulence like the normal wind pressures and turbulence that's experiencing are a much greater factor than the amount of adjustment that they may need to make for curve. So they're paying attention to just keeping the plane straight at a at this steady altitude. That's what they're adjusting yeah, for. And that automatically, adjusts, you. You that automatically adjusts. That automatically adjusts, that accounts for the Earth's
2: curve when they're doing that. You think a plane in five miles in five seconds is dropping down 16 feet? In five seconds, it's dipping down 16 15 feet? 15 seconds the and we're moving on again th- you need to measure this in arc
0: minutes you're measuring this <laughs> in altitude relative to the start because you're assuming a flat earth reality bro. Go. huh
4: yeah reality minutes that All doesn't right. make
2: any
0: sense but know. thank you for contributing the
2: claim right. is that gravity We're is holding five the seconds buddy at a certain distance and That's keeping it level around the surface correct
1: no absolutely the... not
2: the claim no, so it's not level around the surface of the globe model Earth. It loses it's level. It's not gravity that's keeping the plane at the, at
0: the same height, man.
5: We're trying to we move have on, everybody. so much more stupid to get to, but okay? No, ma- no matter what, what position no, we all hold, you think, to you prove, think that
4: we're stupid. No, you think that we're stupid. You think that we're
5: stupid. My point is, much, no matter which
4: you're smart. I never said you were stupid. Well, you think you
5: the opinions are stupid, then?
3: All right, let's try to move on to the the next super chat. We're going to... let. But that shows you have a PhD. Well, let's let's just all just... We're going to take it down for just one second, everybody. We're going to move on to our next super chat. We're going to use our proximity effect to calm everybody down. Because we have lots of super chats to go, lots of great discussion to happen, and I want to make sure that that comes through cogently. So... Let's move on. Uh, Sunflower for $5 says most people with PhDs show restraint and tact. This tapioca guy is bursting at the seams with soy rage. He's coming right at you right after I said, let's calm down, everybody. (laughs) All right. He probably hasn't worked in the private sector, says Sunflower.
5: (laughs) It depends on what you mean, I suppose. My university is a private university so i guess in that sense i do work in the private sector but i do work in academia and also you know what you're you you're right you're right flatterday i uh i am like i when i said that i realized as it was coming out that i was calling you stupid and i didn't mean to do that i i oh, meant really? to i i meant to, what i was trying to do and what i tried to follow up with and i should have led with this if i was going to make this point was i was trying to say that with Regardless of our position, we think that the other person's position is absurd for numerous reasons, and in that sense, is stupid. So yeah. I wanted to address what what I just said because, as the uh, the question asker just asked, I'm I'm you know a beta cuck soy boy, is I believe if, the term.
0: If I may, just really quick, for those of you who don't know Sunflower, okay, Sunflower, the guy who who was saying this about my debate partner tonight. Uh, Sunflower's been on my streams we've had debates back and forth and I just want to say like Sunflower's voice is at least an octave higher than Tapioca's voice <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh Grayson you're so wrong about everything oh, so just, just pay attention to who that comment was coming from not exactly a peak specimen
3: oh, hold on hold on as somebody who sings a lot of Judas Priest I won't allow you to <laughs> make fun of people with high pitch voices <laughs> <laughs> moving on to our next super chat cool Biko for five dollars uh no that oh sorry we already read that one uh da, 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 da. Jack Nelson for ten dollars bad science Sundays uh, dr Tapioko weasel is the man let's take our shirts off and dance like we did before
5: I don't think, did I take my shirt
3: off <laughs> All right. Maybe not. No, no, no. We don't want to get demonetized. That's fine. I've done worse things at rock shows, honestly, but um, (laughs) I don't think we should take our shirts off. Um, But we have a fan. Jake Nelson, thank you for your super chat. uh, I just want to say,
5: what he's referencing is I I host a show called uh, Bad Science Sunday over on Maya Adkisson's channel. Um, So and sunday evening you should go, come check us out we've been doing it for i think this will be episode like 31 or something excellent. episode 33 33 all right there we go see i'm terrible at
3: counting i guess <laughs> excellent well look at that we have I think that two sonic uh
6: right <laughs> No, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's good.
3: Well, I'm I'm glad everybody's having fun. Uh, if you're having fun in the live chat, if we're having fun in the debate, hit that like button because honestly, at the end of the day, I think everybody could get along if we could all play video games together. That's or or music together. For sure. That's for also, sure. Do- Gotta
4: play video games, homie.
3: All right, well I don't have any content. I just want
5: to I, I just want to cut in. I don't have any content on my channel. I mm. but I know I know that Grayson does have content on his channel. I don't know if Mike and Flatterday have have a lot because I just met you tonight. Um but I do notice that currently in the description, I don't see links personally, but maybe that's just me. Well, I have
4: about 400 videos on my YouTube channel.
5: OK, not, well, maybe I'll not about yet, but we
3: will get them updated and we will make sure that they are tagged in the Ferguson, podcast. Ryan. and I will make sure uh, Thank you. just because uh, I referenced um, my fellow, uh, you know, musical player here. Uh, this is Mike. Uh, you know, this is his second time on Modern Day Debate. He runs the Flat Earth Archive on Facebook. Uh, he's a super cool guy. He plays punk music. Uh, he's a good singer. You know, go check them out uh, if you like what you're hearing. Go check out all our speakers. I just wanted to put them up on the screen and big there for a second so that everybody could see, uh, y- you know, yourself there uh, because we had a chance with uh, with everybody, I think, with the screen share except for yourself, Latter-day Saints. Uh, so I'm going to give you one second because I don't I, – as far as I know, you're the only person that hasn't done uh, a screen share or a pitch for where you're at, so – Flatterday Saints, where can everybody find you?
4: Flatterday Saints on YouTube? That's the name of our YouTube channel, Flatterday Saints.
3: All right. All right. That would be the pitches. I'm a flat
2: earth rapper. Uh, Oh, I think I've seen something a years before.
3: Does anybody else play music here? My goodness. Who else here plays music? I have
2: no discernible musical ability. (laughs) That's totally
3: fine. (laughs) <laughs> no, as I say we, we 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 don't judge based on musical ability, we just like having great discussions here at modern day debate and I hope you enjoy my music at the end of all this stuff. uh my buddy Josh was here last time for uh you know some of the fun who is my band compadre and we're trying to work on some new stuff and get some real drums on the modern day debate track. so stay tuned for that. let's continue on uh l j uh oh wait, sorry I gotta scroll up a little bit. Mm, scroll up a little. Um, Quite a i may
2: bit. have to duck out in about 15 minutes here
3: well we'll can we'll we'll try to keep sure, it down too i
2: can handle both these dudes, bro I, <laughs> I think um it's uh, been, honestly it's i feel like it's been a fun discussion everything gets you know a little heated but in a good way you know like a respectful way i thought so i mean whatever we're all just figuring stuff out whatever yeah, yeah i gotta say mike my- on a personal level, I like you, man. Oh, like, I like both you guys, of, too. You guys both,
5: Yeah, to both, both of you have comported okay. yourself um... Yes, very well. Uh, I
3: I like everybody here. Honestly, you guys are all awesome. I, you know, as soon as we get everybody linked in there, I hope you go check out their links in the description. You give them a like and keep an eye on these fellas because I'm sure they're going to be back for lots of juicy debates. I'm going to set a two minute timer for each of these questions so that we can run through them. And that way, if we get any more for Mike, he is here to address them for you. uh, If if you have something for Mike, so Congo Forty Four for five dollars. Question. Uh. Do, 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 do. Oh, hold on. They're moving around. Sorry, that's not. We've already asked that one. Ah. See, that's the play, That's the pain of all this. LJ for four ninety nine. Uh. Spinning ball. Uh. Spinning space ball with curved water. Oh no. We've asked that one as well. My goodness. See, this is the problem when uh, when so many people have asked so many questions and then I try to rush through because I'm like. hmm. Now I have to bring it back down. Everybody, we all take. We the we covered
2: out. a lot, you know.
3: It is that is true. We've covered a lot. All right, so uh, haters covered a lot of curved Ground <laughs> hates stairs for five dollars. Doctor T, please come back to modern day debate. Great arguments and presentation. Well, you got a fan out there that's really appreciated. We love who, these super who jets. Was that who is was from the h- person hates stairs. Everybody hates stairs. Do you hate stairs? Do you wish everything? I like escalator's better. Yeah, everything.
5: It's the only exercise I ever get. So, yeah, but like it's, you know, I, I hate my brother too. I live I love
3: upstairs you hate your brother what the f- i have two
5: brothers I, <laughs> what I, does that I hate, have to do with stairs
3: do you throw them yeah. downstairs what's going on all right <laughs> we'll continue it's complicated okay my relationship
5: to stairs is is like my relationship to my brother it's complicated but on the whole <laughs> oh. i depend on them
3: <laughs> okay cool Biko for five dollars thanks cool bico being animated in a debate doesn't mean you're being emotional Thoughts?
5: I I don't have emotions.
0: <laughs> Who would say that I was emotional? <laughs> Nobody would.
5: I'd
3: be so upset with them if they did. <laughs> Alright. or <All> right. <laughs> let's move on from there. Everybody, we can all have fun with that, I'm sure, but we have only limited time here with Mike and we want to get through these questions. So LJ says for $1.99, having a doctor title only guarantees, I was a nerd. Well
5: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I I, I I can't really disagree with that. I suppose like if if you're a physician you like surgeons aren't what most people would call nerds. There's a certain personality, but on the whole, 99% of the time, yeah, if you're a doctor,
0: you're a nerd. Yeah, I, I can vouch for that because I applied for multiple PhD programs and they all told me I was just too cool. So ah,
2: <laughs>
3: oh, my problem too, my goodness. He needs to
6: exit
2: right there, just the mic drop too. <laughs> uh,
3: moving on to Jake Nelson for $10. Yes. This is so frustrating. What was the date and time for his observation of this video that matters for the placement of the three bodies? Uh he's talking to you, Mike, oh, yeah. I think. because uh, you yeah. shared a he personal video.
5: The video.
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's at the if you if um uh where do I have it say it was twenty fourteen, right? Or something. Eight, I wanna say twenty eighteen, but I have it on time it's and the beginning. Of the video. Yeah, exact Good memory, dude. Yeah, I pulled up timeanddate.com just to be sure. So it wasn't me just pulling up a website or whatever. It was in real time. So I had two phones with me. So I documented in real time my position and the exact percentage of illumination of the, mo- of the moon at that exact moment. So you could, I could try to, I don't remember where I have it saved. It's somewhere, but
0: yeah. But you can rewind the video, dear viewer, oh, yeah. and
2: you can see it's at the beginning
0: of when he played that video. It said the time and
1: date.
4: Yeah. Rewind yeah. the telemetry data. What is it? Or did it they got? lose it? Oh, yeah. The telemetry data, bro, rewind it play it back. You know what I mean? With the, with no delay on a, on a landline phone, you know what I mean?
0: Two Yeah, I've got, got my tinfoil away. hat on, so that blocks all telemetry signals. Oh, <laughs> oh
3: right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next question, guys, before we get into the tinfoil stuff. We don't want to get too off the uh, the base here. <laughs> so we have LJ slapping another Super Chat in there. Thank you, buddy, for the Super Chat. Flatter Day absolutely destroyed the Globies. And then he puts a little um, expulsion uh, and the fire, you know, emoji. So, you know, like, <laughs> hey, like we
6: always do about this time, homie, second nature, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I don't know what if he's saying like he can't see you doing something over the fire while a monkey watches and is sad. But that's what I got out of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't don't do that. All right, Jake Nelson, five dollars. Perpendicular is the opposite of parallel.
0: Yes. Yes. Because we earlier he was saying perpendicular is well, the opposite of horizontal, but what he meant to say was vertical is perpendicular to horizontal. It. It made a. Don't don't just just say it's approximately okay and nod your head. You don't need to go I'm
6: all sorry. the way. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> all right.
5: Parallel means that they never cross, but they're in the same plane.
4: You I guys invoke parallel. I never mean. said parallel. I know. Y'all I- are invoking shit I didn't <laughs> say.
5: We're talking about the, the the questioner, man. The questioner did say it, so don't
0: blame and I, us. <laughs> and I did, I did accurately say what you had said uh, and, I, and what you probably meant to say. I didn't twist your words on that. So. You never know what I meant to say, but only I do. Well, if you meant to say that perpendicular is the opposite of horizontal, then that's a nonsensical statement. So I was giving you the benefit of the doubt that you were trying to say an accurate statement like... Vertical is perpendicular to horizontal. So most I of the stuff you have said
4: during this debate is nonsensical, bro. I mean, that's 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 obvious, bro. You know, I hold these truths to be self-evident. All right.
3: Let's move on to the next question there, everybody. Uh, so the next question was actually Dr. Dino. Uh, he had said for $5. and I mentioned it earlier. We're d- going to have an after show. Everybody who's here on the panel, uh, you're absolutely welcome to join the after show. I'm going to put a link in our chat in just a few minutes. I'm going to message, actually, uh, Dr. Dino, not Dino. See, you got the E there, and that's the Canadian coming out of, uh, coming out of me. Um, Dr. Dino. Send me on Discord your link to the after show and I'm gonna put it in our chat. Thanks, buddy. All right. Jake Nelson for five dollars. Grayson, antipodes are real. Does back down. What? What?
0: Uh I don't think I ever conceded that antipodes are not real. Uh they're clearly real positions on the earth's surface. So That's cool. and- what, what I showed was that they actually have a real empirically measurable meaning to them where you can, you can see that radio waves and seismic waves focus and get stronger at the antipode. So it does have physical significance.
2: That's something I want to learn more about because uh, I was actually completely unfamiliar with that term before tonight. I hadn't even heard uh, the terminology antipode. So another little little side area to learn about yeah cool man oh,
5: so actually i am in similar company company i had heard the term antipode but i've also seen it was on an episode of the west wing once um but i had not heard antipodal what was the term refocusing oh, investments focusing i had i had not heard specifically of that term antipodal focusing which is basically when if you have an earthquake on one side or a big seismic impulse on one side that you're going to have diametrically opposite on the other side of the globe um you're going to have an increase in in things so i had also not heard of that term until today when when grayson and i were talking about it so
4: you'll learn something new every day you played it off like you'd heard it before pretty well though i gotta give you props on that bro well,
5: I'm—I mean, I have a PhD in being able to convince people that I'm smart. Literally, of course,
4: so. you, bro. <laughs> you, you follow directions well, bro, and you—you you don't question anything. So you're a very good follower.
0: I don't think that that's ever a part of the PhD
4: process to not question. Absolutely, part of it, bro. Even the name university is something false. There's no such thing as a universe, bro. Oh,
3: sure
4: okay. Listen, live
3: in a closed okay. system, tell me. All right. We're all One in the for this last of a point.
4: Giant moose.
3: A moose that's in Canada. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The Canadian moose is striking again to say, let's move it on, fellas. Because we got a couple more super chats here coming in. Uh and keep those super um, chats flying in. Um, I just messaged, uh, like I said, Dr. Dino to say, uh, where's that link for the after show? And we'll get that into the live chat, uh, in just a few moments, but keep those super chats
2: flying. Jake? I got a, I I got to duck out, sirs. Um, felt yeah, like it was a good meeting. Everybody I hadn't met before. And, um, maybe I'll come across some of your materials and stuff and, uh, Maybe we'll chat again or something, but hope you all have a good night and yeah, it was a cool, cool, good conversation, dude. So appreciate you, Ryan, bringing, bringing me out and well, thinking well, of me. So, well,
3: I was going to say, yeah. if you had just one moment there, Mike, before you go, uh, I, I I would be more than willing to give you a minute to give a closing statement. If you want to give your closing thoughts on the discussion you had tonight.
2: Um... All I'll say is what scripture tells us to do, which is test all things and keep that which is true. So that's all I'll say.
3: Sorry. All right. Well, a big round of virtual applause for Mike. Thank you for being here, Mike. Uh, keep rocking out, buddy. Uh, yeah. keep, keep playing music. Uh, I, I hope to see more of those links, uh, yeah. you know, from the Instagram there. Uh, and, and once again, we'll have everybody linked in our description so you can find out where they are uh, if they're not linked already in our description. So thank you, Mike, for being here and uh, uh, feel free to drop out whenever you uh, want yeah. to there. Later, dudes. Don't forget to
4: keep doing your part in flattening the curve every day, bro. Only you can flatten the curve, you know what I mean?
2: Uh, All right, uh, later, dudes. We're good.
3: All right, thanks, buddy. All right. Well, let's move on from there. All right, who's got the shoulder there? Oh, that's that's the shoulder there. I got to fix this up. So we're just going to do that. Isn't that better, everybody? All right, well, thank you to Flatter Day saints for staying around and representing the flat earth side for the rest of our super chats we super appreciate you being here um let's continue on with the super chats i screw up because that aka be
4: flat nasty
3: oh flat nasty okay
4: oh wait is that your rapper name aka flat nasty
3: Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do like a parody. Like, that was a thing. I just thought you were saying something.
4: (laughs) I'm just
5: saying, though.
3: Flat nasty.
5: Flat nasty.
3: All right. Let's keep going with these here. Is that
4: two words or one word? Whatever you want it to be, bro.
3: Ooh. Well, that reminds me of an old clip. All right. Uh, LJ, $1.99. Sunsets like the traffic light two miles ahead of you. That's for the globe side.
0: I got no idea what he's talking about with traffic lights being two miles ahead of you and setting. Um, I've never seen a traffic light set. I don't know what he's talking about.
3: Can you clarify maybe what Jake Nelson might be saying here? Saturday day saint
4: i i mean i would assume that he's saying like if you're two miles away and you see a traffic light from two miles away it's going to appear possibly like um the sun appears from far away setting may, might turn into like an oval shape is what i'm assuming he's saying it's basically straightforward no pun intended
5: well yeah J- jake nelson though jake nelson is not a flurf i know that um i don't know what that means bro he, jake nelson does not be, is not somebody who believes that the earth is flat so
4: maybe he just knows it's flat it's not a belief really like a religion I, I'm, it's just an observation. I'm,
5: I'm, I'm just saying that i'm i'm familiar with them and i i think that they're probably trying to make some sort of joke, but I can't figure out what it is. Or maybe
4: maybe over the course of this discussion, he's seen the truth, and he's come to the knowledge and understanding of of the true nature of Earth. It's always a possibility.
3: He could be a born-again
4: flat-earther like me. Could
3: be. Could be. All right. Well, I get the screens set up. Let's move on to the next question, everybody. Thank you so much for your super chats. Let's keep them coming in. Uh, Do-do-do-do-do. Great Sky for $20 says a microbe sitting on a basketball from its perspective would appear as if it were sitting on a flat plane. We are like microbes on the earth, but the earth is bigger than a basketball by way of comparison. We live on a globe. Fact. Great Sky. Thank you for your question.
0: wasn't really a question i guess was it
3: it was more of a declaration yeah but at the same time you know i i had to say that because it was 20 bucks Uh, a microbe sitting on a basketball from its perspective would appear as if it's sitting on a flat plane let's go from there
5: generally yeah that's the argument against the but it looks flat
4: sort of uh initial intuition Right, because you don't trust your senses since you've been told as a little kid not to trust your senses. You know what I mean? That's why people are in so much turmoil, bro.
0: Nobody ever told me that. Nobody ever told me as a little kid not to trust my senses.
4: So I don't know. You don't trust your senses.
0: Uh, I do. So I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you would tell me that I don't trust my senses because you don't know me. Right. So.
3: All right. I won't disagree with you. Alright, cool. Let's move on to the next question there. Uh, This one coming in from JD on YouTube. Thank you so much for your super chat. If I wanted to control the masses, I would want them to buy into a fake version of the world that causes them to have full faith in what my people say. Thoughts on that?
0: I wouldn't. That seems extremely fragile. Well, yeah, and that's sort of what's happening in in North Korea, like what we said before. And yet... uh... North Korea hasn't made any attempt to uh, say the earth is flat or, you know, so they haven't tried to fake a moon landing either. If you're saying that we faked moon landings or whatever, I know it's off topic, but uh, I mean,
4: me I, personally, I didn't fake anything, bro. So not don't say we, cause I didn't do any of that. Well, but NASA presumably did. Right. Yeah. But you said, we, I'm not part of NASA and I don't think you are either. You I mean you might be, well, but...
5: I, I, I was technically at sort of vaguely at one point. My, my yeah, but I mean, you're I not,
4: a, you're not, you're not a 33rd though. I'm sure.
5: My grandfather was a
4: 32nd. That's believable. All I don't right. doubt that for a second, bro. All
3: right. Well, we can move on from there, everybody. Uh So we have the next one coming in from Wade Eberly for $1.99. Why is there a Southern Celestial pole?
0: That's a question for you. For me? Yeah, cuz we we have a perfectly yeah. valid and coherent explanation for a southern celestial pole. But you were saying about the I don't North think star, I,
4: don't, I think it would be more like a a ring, a southern celestial ring. Do you know about the Southern Cross?
0: So, you remember how you Tell brought up it. you remember how you brought up that the North Star doesn't move, which it really does move a little bit, but you're saying all everything moves you just around.
4: You can see star. it moving, right?
0: Yeah, this, in the Southern Hemisphere, they cannot see the North Star. What they see instead is the Southern Cross, which everything kind of moves around too in the same way it does in the Northern Hemisphere for the North Star. So they have their own equivalent. How can that mm. possibly happen on a flat Earth? I don't know, bro. Because on, on a globe Earth, we have the North Star because it's kind of spinning by the axis and then there's a Southern axis as well. So the Southern Hemisphere would have their own equivalent and the northern hemisphere would have theirs, the north star and the southern cross. But there's no coherent explanation for that in Flat Earth.
3: All right. Let's move on to our next let's move on to the next question there, fellas. Uh cool Biko says for five dollars, the headlight of your car breaks the speed of light. Problems, chemist. It
0: doesn't.
3: All right. Any thoughts anywhere else? No, no. All right.
0: Nobody's broken the speed of light with a, with a car headlight. I'm sorry. If you believe that, you you might want to see a mental health professional.
4: I All do right. psychology on the side if you're interested.
0: Yeah, go go talk to Flatter Day Saints about it if you think that. He might be able to help you out and get your head on straight, I'm sure. Oh, or wait, get your head on
4: level. I'm just flattening the curve every day. I'm just doing my part to flatten the curve, you know what I mean? We all can do our part.
3: All right, let's move on to the next one. Jake Nelson for $5. At the solar system scale, Newtonian physics have been abandoned for relativity.
0: That was probably more directed at what Mike was saying about um, that. We've only done Newtonian physics to explain the movement of the solar system or whatever. So that was probably more directed towards him. It It's,
5: yeah, you you don't need to use relativity in order to land um a probe on any planet at all. E- even Mercury which would be the one where it would oh, come okay. the most into to um you know conflict. But part of that is because these these things are self-evaluating and self-correcting as they go. Not not continuously in the in the case of um probes, but
0: you also do need general relativity to explain certain aspects like yes. Mercury's perihelion. Yes.
5: yes, but that's slow enough that if you want to land a probe on it, you don't you don't need to know about it. <laughs> it'll it'll only move it by a few kilometers and over that distance that means that you leave a thruster on for a quarter second longer than otherwise, but The
0: point is is that both with Newtonian mechanics and with general relativity's predictions, we've gotten accurate predictions down to very small amounts of decimal places,
3: so. All right, you're shaking your head over there. 20 seconds to close us out there, uh, FDS.
4: Uh, I just think it's funny how people think that they can land probes on things that are millions of miles away and then not actually see the video of it. It's kind of ridiculous. It's it's like science fiction, but, you know, who am I to say
6: anything?
0: Well, All I, right. just real quick, if I could, because uh, that was sort of a new point. But well, we the, have to the, move the on, space, this latest seconds. probe the indian uh moon landing that just happened with that with that indian probe uh, on on the moon that was independently verified by like independent astronomers go check out scott tilley on twitter he actually showed he set up an antenna to to receive the signal that was being Not put there. out by that probe and he did a doppler analysis on it and showed that it matched that on the moon which is Extremely strong evidence that that probe was on the moon, and it, he was independent. He's not working with NASA. He just
4: did this with his own equipment, and so can you.
3: All right, next question. He's Jake- just
4: brainwashed, and he's just a fanboy who does it for free. You know what I mean? Jake they Nelson. They got a lot of them on the on the helio side, bro. I can't right. knock you guys. You guys right. got it. You guys are have a lot of people influence bro, and believe in the the trickery and the witchcraft of the heliocentric belief, bro, which All is right. a Luciferian concept.
3: Let's respect Jake Nelson coming in for five dollars. His question. Flurfs, provide a model of how sunrise and sunset works.
4: I don't have a model, bro. I had one, but she left me. You know what I mean? Now I don't <laughs> have a flat earth model.
3: All right. Let's carry on from there. Great Sky, $20. Uh, let's see. Uh, we already read that one. Sorry about that. Uh, let's continue on. Uh, Wade Aberlee. Uh, ask that one as well. My goodness, my scrolling thumb's not working so well. I'm gonna have to get that thing worked out. Cool, Bico. Lordy, Lordy. Yeah, we actually got through a lot more than what I thought. See, my my finger. I, I was scrolling down through and I was like, Oh, really? We we answered that many questions? You guys are on fire. Honestly, this is you guys are rolling right through them. Keep the super chats rolling in, everybody. Uh we appreciate Flat Earth Mike uh for being here uh on the Flat Earth side. Uh he, he took off, so don't worry about him not being here. Uh Flatter Day Saint is gonna take over and answer any questions I think uh that were directed there. So old Jace. Like an energy
4: weapon, you know what I mean?
3: sonic shroom says for two dollars what is harmonic levitation
4: where you use sound to levitate things which completely defies the concept of gravity it doesn't doesn't
0: all right you can just why don't you just draw a free body diagram and prove to yourself that it doesn't violate any aspect of gravity nothing is in contradiction there if you actually understand the physics you can calculate all the forces that are acting on yep. that levitating body, including gravity, and you still get the levitation. It's not—it's not against gravity.
3: All right. It's—it's
5: it's, it's similar to asking why—why why don't we just like phase through the floor? It's because we there are forces that prevent us from doing so.
3: All right. This next one coming in. This one was from Mike, uh, from Sonic's room. Why can't you trust the work of? past hundreds of years done by people much smarter than you we'll hand that over to you Flutter Day Saint for a minute
4: I mean I don't don't trust anything bro that I can't test for myself I don't trust anything because I was lied to as a kid by Santa Claus by people who really thought they were doing something good you know but they weren't they were telling me it's bad to tell lies while they were telling me a lie it's all part of the psychological terror that they impose on kids you know the brainwashing bro it's state-of-the-art and there's nothing like it
3: all right let's carry on to the next question there uh lj says even my dog knows all the landings were faked well thanks for that lj that's more of a declaration um jake nelson for five dollars says darwin was wrong tesla was wrong Jake Nelson also said at the solar system scale, Newtonian physics has been abandoned for relativity.
5: Jake Nelson says a lot of things because he's having fun. (laughs) I love you, Jake.
3: (laughs) Any other Um, thoughts?
5: What was the last thing he said?
3: So the most recent thing that uh, he put in there was Darwin was wrong and Tesla was wrong.
0: But he said something else after that.
5: He was putting it in context of the earlier things.
3: Yes, at was... the solar system scale, Newtonian physics has been abandoned for relativity.
5: Um, I don't know what he's
0: saying about Darwin. Um, yeah, I don't know. I all people are wrong about some things sometimes, except for me, because you know I'm perfect except for tapioca weasel don't forget hey, about do me.
4: you get your name from a corny beaver is there any similarities right there because you're, no. you're naming a food product and then an animal afterward i'm just wondering no uh
5: it, no uh good question though um i don't really there, there's not really a, a good explanation other than it was a random collection of words that um i remember thinking of when i was like coming up with a username literally back in high school and i'm, I'm 31 now so that was a while ago i
3: it doesn't um, come from anywhere next one i thought
4: you're gonna say you're 33 <laughs> you
3: know mm-hmm. what i mean next one coming in from our very own moderator yade radiant radiant. All right, no more singing. If you put a helium balloon in a shipping container, close it up, then drop the container out the back of the plane. The balloon won't rise to the top of the container while it falls. If everything is density, can you explain?
0: That'd be for
4: Flatter Day Saints. Can we I'm sorry I was just I was just starting the vehicle cuz I'm going to pull out of here so um if you could just repeat the question
3: That's no problem. So, uh yeah, if you put a helium balloon in a shipping container, close it up, then drop the container out of the back of the plane, the balloon won't rise to the top of the container while it falls. If everything is density, can you explain?
4: I can't explain it, bro. I actually don't
5: know
3: what that's understand,
4: true. I don't understand how it works. I just know that there's too many things that defy gravity and they contradict gravity. Magnets, helium balloons, smoke, airplanes, fish not going to the bottom of the ocean to swimming freely. What? These are just some examples of anti-gravity or whatever I, you would call it. It do gravity.
0: Not only are none of those contrary to gravity being real, like there are completely coherent physical explanations for every single thing that you just listed within the framework of gravity. So I'm sorry, man, but.
3: Any other thoughts there, uh, FDS, before we move on? Or, oh, you got some thoughts there?
5: I'm not going to stay on a stream with somebody who's driving. It's like a policy that I have.
4: Sorry, I'm about to park, but if you want to hang up, you can. I just couldn't stay where I was at.
5: Oh, okay. I just, if you were just going to like keep going.
4: No, no, I'm I'm just looking
5: for somewhere to park. I can wait.
3: All right. Well, we have this next one coming in from Wade e- Eberly for four ninety nine. If the sun disappears from view because it's getting too far away, why does it have the same apparent size all day, even when it's setting?
0: This is what I brought up in my intro as well. That the angular diameter of the sun does not very change substantially at all. So. Yeah, he's he's basically bringing up a similar point that we talked about.
4: I would disagree with that. I'd say when the sun is rising or setting, it's a lot bigger and it's a lot less bright than it is when it's high noon overhead. When it's really bright and really small, just like a flashlight would be. So you do you have
0: do you have measurements of that? It's just observable, bro. I do not observe that. So I would like you to measure that if you claim that it's just observable, we can all see it, then just, you know, f- try to find some measurements or measure it
4: yourself. I'm just saying it's it's clearly observable, and I find these truths to be self-evident.
3: All right, next one so is... If you, if you don't observe the same how thing... Many, how I many observed,
4: more do we
5: have, by the way? We only got three, three more.
3: Um, all right. And then we'll go to our closing statement for each and every cool. one of you. So Sonic Shroom... No, that is acoustic levitation.
0: Oh, acoustic as opposed to harmonic levitation?
3: Mm, I think so. Maybe?
0: Yeah, couldn't tell you. I'm
5: harmonic sure? is a term that is applied in a lot of places where it can sometimes be a
0: surprise. Yeah, let's just go to the next question.
3: All right. Sonic Room says, for $5, do you test... How the cameras that you are using gets your image to me. I think that's for you uh, there, FDS.
4: Do I test how the cameras I'm using get to him? Was he? What is he saying, that he has my camera now?
3: I'm not sure. I will... Uh, yeah. Maybe
0: he's talking about how when you said that you don't believe in anything that you can't test. Um, maybe he might be talking about have you tested? I don't know. I- I'm just trying to figure yeah. out what
4: he's asking. All right. So I mean, I'm I'm very I'm I'm very well knowledgeable about cameras. I've had a Nikon D850, a D800, a P1000, a P900. I've owned over $15,000 in lenses. One summer, I took 350,000 photographs with the P1000. I'm not a professional, but I've had my share of moments with cameras. You know what I mean?
3: All right. Well, let's move on to the next super chat. We're almost to the end, everybody. And uh, thank you so much for all your super chats. Greater Sky for $5 says, Latter-day Saint, if we were on a flat earth, wouldn't sunsets and sunrises be more like a light turning on and off rather than a slow, gradual change?
0: If we were on a what? Sorry?
3: If we were on a flat earth.
4: Oh, okay. If we were on <laughs> a flat earth What?
3: If we were on a flat Earth, wouldn't sunsets and sunrises be more like a light turning on and off rather than a slow, gradual change?
4: I think it would be the same whether you were on a flat Earth, a triangle Earth, a spherical Earth, a disc-shaped Earth.
0: All right. uh, the, geometry would, even, so. the geometry would be fairly different in all of those cases, but in none of them would you be able to replicate a sunset, so...
3: Last one coming in from Cool Beco or $5. Wasn't FDS drinking before? Imagine sitting on a merry-go-round that rotated at 15 degrees per hour. Would you even feel it?
4: He, he's saying I'm drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking water. It's just water in a glass bottle because I don't drink out of plastic.
3: There you go. Uh, Cool, Biko. Imagine sitting on a merry-go-round that rotated at 15 degrees per hour. Would you even feel it last Super Chat? Uh, Any thoughts there, or shall we move to our closing statements? All right. I think that sums it up, everybody. There were no thoughts on that last question. Ryan was met with just the crickets. (laughs) oh my heart sunk i i was like did i mess up did my sound screw up you know what's going on fellas let's move into those closing statements one minute uh let's start uh with you there base theory one minute for your closing statement floor is yours
0: all right so yeah we didn't hear any explanation about how a sunset occurs i mean i i applaud both my opponents for saying that they don't know. They don't have the model. That's fine there. I, I appreciate them for being truthful. But yeah, the globe model easily explains sunrises and sunsets, easily explains antipodal focusing, uh, easily explains all the points that I had at the very beginning of that slide. I could have easily picked any single one of them. All of those debunk the flat Earth. Um, and I didn't really hear anything cogent from either of my opponents tonight that debunked or was even a challenge to any of our current understanding of physics or the globe earth model. So what about
4: when I talked about water always seeking its true level, you didn't have any explanation except something you invoked called gravity.
0: Yeah. Gravity is not just something I invoked out of nowhere. Gravity is observed and you know, you can go and look at the definition of level used in land surveying and it is level with the curve of the earth. That's the definition.
3: I love if the modernness, go- but In black
4: means white, right?
0: <laughs> this is supposed
3: to be one minute for the closing statement. Um, nominal for our member says heliocentric universe is ninety-five percent imaginary. Um nominal, uh, if you have time, join us for the after show. Maybe we'll get some afterthoughts. We're gonna hang handle- I can
0: respond to that. He's just talking about dark energy and dark matter, which are not imaginary, so he's
4: wrong. All right, dark lives gonna- matter, right, bro? Dark whole lives matter
3: all right let's no not talk idea. about dark holes everybody <laughs> we're gonna get demonetized my goodness how sexy do we need this stream to be all right let's hand it over to dr tapioca weasel before we hand it to flutter Day saint to close us out doctor the floor is all yours
5: um i would i would just like to reiterate uh, a point that i brought up earlier if you drop an object from here and then you drop it from higher up in the same room and you control for all the variables, you control for electric and magnetic fields in all sorts of what we have. I mean, we we have ways of measuring and controlling for these things. The object will fall faster when it's closer to the ground because it's closer to the source of gravity. I don't see how that happens in a flat Earth.
4: Shouldn't the object always fall a little bit away from where you dropped it because of the spin of the Earth, though? No. Actually, they they do
5: do that. They do do that by um, an amount that is dependent on the angular velocity, which is really, really slow.
3: All right.
4: It's unmeasurable, right? We can't see it, taste it, touch it,
3: feel no, it. We, we can absolutely
5: yeah. measure this. This is Fashion. absolutely something that we can. 30 measure.
3: seconds to Dr. Tapioca Weasel there before we. If, if, you, it over. if you, if
5: you, if you, when you do art, artillery launching, you have to take these things into account, for example. Not
3: true. 30 seconds. Like You're I said. just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give another 30 seconds to you, Doctor. Uh, no, I'm done. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, one minute there, Flutter Day Saints. Uh, your closing thoughts.
4: Well, just like all the other people I've debated and the people I bump into daily when I flat smack, I don't really believe that you guys are genuine, genuinely being thought like knowingly dishonest. I really, truly believe that you guys really believe what you're saying is true. So um, I just hope one day you come and see, come to the truth and trust your senses and not trust what anybody else tells you unless you can prove it and just test all things and hold fast to that, which is good.
3: All right, well, we appreciate everybody for being here. Uh, Mike, tapioca weasel, a based theory, Day Saint. Uh, you guys have been a great panel to have tonight and having this discussion. Uh, we want to remind you that DebateCon 4 is coming up. Uh, you can get your tickets in the description in uh, our, our YouTube link right now, uh, along with all of our guests, which will be tagged uh post this debate so uh, if you like what you're hearing you'll be able to find them at their links in the debate whether that's a discord link or their youtube link we'll try to get you connected to these speakers here uh last thing i will mention here is that dr dino says after show uh up open mic for whoever wants to join so dr dino is having a show uh over at his channel uh so head on over there if you want to Getting some after show. I'm not sure if I'll be there. I'm gonna go make some grilled cheese. Uh, you know, because that's what we Canadians do. We just uh, indulge in all that great nonsense. Uh, I'm so gonna I hope, make some bro. <laughs> that's right. I need that flat cheese in my body. All right. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you had a ball. Just to make an opposite pun. Anyways, <laughs> have a good time, everybody. They need all the
4: help they can get, bro. I don't I ain't mad at you. They need all the help they can get. You know what I
3: mean? All right. Well, without response, we're going to try to close it out. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Hopefully, we'll see you for DebateCon Con 4. If you can't make it, you can, uh, like I say, donate to the Indiegogo link at the bottom there. We super appreciate it and uh, all your contributions to helping these live events happen and what we heard here tonight. Uh, we'll see you for more juicy debates. Uh, enjoy some of my screaming in your ear and some guitar solos. That's what I like to do. Good night, everyone.